Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out and use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News and the Graphics Group for their support and, of course, the pals over on Patreon. We cannot thank you guys enough. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. You guys are really what keeps this ship afloat. Head on over to patreon.com slash blackflagpodcast to become a pal today. For just $4.69 a month, you get some monthly giveaways, some merchandise discounts, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good so i don't know if anybody can hear the microphones as well as we can but i think that you just fumble fucked that entire thing for a solid 25 seconds going into the the first episode of the year no i think i think that i was i was looking at my sound i don't think that i was causing too much of a ruckus but i was absolutely fumble fucking over here the the headphones these are incredible we have a new setup here kind of we're, we're in the basement we're back in the solero commerce compound this is episode, what, 148? Does that sound right? Is yep. that correct? All right. So, as always, I am Charlie Sanborn at C Sanborn III. You are Bradley Saucier at BSauce96. Usually I say together we are at Black Flag Pod, but we have a third person all the way down to the left here. Now we're not even in a circle anymore. We have a camera in front of it. Well, kind of, we have your cell phone propped up <laughs> on a die cast display case, but that's fine. Uh, very BFP of us. But we have. All the way down to the left here, we have the returning permanent guest uh, of for the 2022 season here. That's going to be Bobby Timmons. New, uh, new year, new us. New year, new us. It's BFP uh, one, two, and three. Yeah, you so, know me. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is episode 148. It's the the first episode of the 2022 year. 2021 can go fuck itself, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think I think we're gonna have a time, boys. Yeah. I'm not a thousand percent sure that this mic stand's not going to go for a tumble mid mid show. They all are. Uh, <laughs> if, yeah. If we don't end up fucking using these as swords with each other by the end of this, I'm going to be shocked. I don't know that we're going to be using these for swords, but um, you get it. What about our penises? <laughs> oh my. Um, we're yeah, to, we're no. off to a great start. Happy to be back. Um, it's pretty much full time. I think. I think I'm going to do this every week with you boys, which is cool because not only did I invite myself onto your show the first time, I then quit it. Yes. And at least this time, I like, you know, obviously you listen to the show a lot. I've been on quite a few shows in the past couple months, probably three or four shows, and I'm kind of was just sitting here like, yeah, I'd love to come back. <laughs> yeah. Never once did you like straight out come out, like come out and say it, but well, it mean, was in my mind for like a really long time, just being like, I wonder if Bobby would want to do this like full time. And every time you came on, you were like, yeah, I'll come on anytime. Yeah. Like, just like, I can't in good conscience and good faith, invite myself to do something and then quit it <laughs> and then try to invite myself back. But uh, no, me and Brad got 
took know, the hint. May find this hard to believe. Me and Brad were drinking one night, and we talked about it. And he, I assume, he ran it by Charlie. If not, Charlie probably doesn't want me here. I don't know. He could be either way. But uh, here I am. Um, if you go back to, I think it was episode sixty-five was my last full-time show. I don't know if ironic is the right word, but Jeremy was on that show, and and not to drag it all down. You know, you guys touched on it really good and said everything needed to be said, but. Um, you know, part of why I stopped doing this was I was kind of in the same predicament. You know, I didn't really, wasn't really happy with life. Didn't really like where it was going. Had a lot of different things going on and, uh, I'm in a much better place now. I think, I think we're doing pretty good. We're thriving as some would say. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Fuck 2021, but also 2021 wasn't that terrible for me personally. So, uh, real excited for what this year's going to bring boys. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, you left the show, Bobby. No traveling in 2021. You traveled. Holy motherfucker! And 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 that's part of why I think I'm I'm happier with life. Um, in general, it all started. You flash back to last February. I just said fuck it. I'm going to Florida with you guys, and never really stopped traveling. I think I went to six new racetracks this year. Went to a lot more races. I mean, Bobby, no travel certainly wouldn't go race this 350 Super Modified at Groveton, New Hampshire, and then jump in a pickup truck with with Margaret. And drive to Thompson that was three and a half hours away just to wake up the next day and go racing all over again. But uh, new, I, new Bobby was a big fan of if that. If I recall, Bobby No Travel also drove all the way to Seekonk for a super modified race that got rained out and said you were never going to go back. And then you went back uh, twice. twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, uh, I, to be I, fair, I didn't say I wasn't going back after the first time. It was the second time oh, that I said sorry. I wasn't going back. And, um, uh, Boy, the third trip was by far the best because I didn't bring a race car. <laughs> well, that's that's fair enough. The, uh, the, the bringing a race car to anything always kind of peaks all of your anxiety levels and just makes it it's a different experience every time. I think that we can attest to that. But um, that's one thing I'm excited for going to 2022. Uh, you know, yeah, you didn't get to race much last year. I did not. No, uh, we were presented the opportunity to race the super late model. That was always the dream. That was the goal to, to, to get there. You, you had been there before and it was something that I had always wanted to, to try out and, uh, took the opportunity, grabbed it by the balls, ended up in uh, Hickory, North Carolina. And that turned into its own clusterfuck. But, uh, from there ended up racing two grand estate races at Beechridge. And, uh, again, kind of an irony, the, the last time that I raced at Beechridge in a competitive setting was uh in a pro stock race at, for a granite state race which then turned into a, a legend car race after that but uh pretty cool that I was able to do that and uh during that whole time you know we had this perfectly capable and perfectly nice sports series car just kind of sitting there because a lot of the attention and focus was put on that so uh Matt and I kind of you know put our heads together and said you know what do we want to do for this year coming up and you know with Beechridge going away and you know allegedly and probably um, you know, the, the sport series or super streets, whatever you want to call them, they've kind of dispersed all over the place. They're at Oxford. Now they're at Wiscasset, which already had an established division. And, you know, between Matt and his family there and Jacoby racing the, the pro fours, I think that we're going to take the sport series car up to Wiscasset and race every other week there, which will be a good, good way to kind of get our feet wet there. We've raced there a handful of times already. So, uh, we'll be able to build the notebook there and, and, uh, you know, hopefully go for a championship in the, you know, the super streets now instead of the, the sport series, but, uh, you know, still have the pro stock, still want to dabble in that a bit, but that's an entirely different animal. So, uh, we'll kind of keep that on the back burner for now and, and go for there. Brad, what, what are your plans for 2022? I guess, since we're going down this road, well, since you haven't, you haven't been on the show full time in a while, I think that you should go back and recap your 2021 like Charlie just did. And then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. all talk about what we're excited for in 2022. So 2021, um, 
ended 2020 in a really good fashion. We won two out of the last four. One of probably one of my all time favorite like racing memories. I won a random Sunday afternoon show in 2020 at Star, and it just happened that all you guys were there. And then we went to a church restaurant. <laughs> Not to be confused with Eric's church, but we went to a restaurant that used to be a church and for sure caused a scene with about 25 of us. Yeah, we're lucky that the place didn't catch on fire when we walked in. Ooh, yeah. But and, yeah. Uh, the and then, is, and then we, it is called the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a badass, badass setup. It's just they put a bar in the middle of a church and some tables and... Instead of uh, those pews, they just have tables, and they and they, and they yeah. kindly seated us outside. Yeah, what well, <laughs> that made sense. We yeah. <laughs> we were we were rowdy. We were buzzing. Um, and then we won the World Series at Thompson. There was only seven cars there, but don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Hey, trophy's the same. And all you guys were there for that too. So I ended the year on a really good note, like really fucking happy, positive, and um, kind of slipped back mentally that winter. But you know, do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around. Started the year this year at Star right out of the gate with a win. Um. On opening day, backed it up the next week by starting at the back and finishing third. 24 hours later, we won at Hudson. So I'm like, holy fuck, we are doing it. And I never won again. But due to handicapping, I never started better than 12th the rest of the year. And I've said it before, these cars kind of race, the 350 Supers kind of race like cup cars. You know, it's track position and you only got 40 laps. And if you know a guy gets out front and runs away with it, you're really not going to have anything to catch him. Never mind pass him. So... Um, had a pretty solid year. I actually went and did the stats the other day. I raced 19 times this past season. We had nine top fives, seven top threes, two wins. Uh, finished second in points at Star. Finished second in points on the Smack Tour. Um, so looking to carry some of that into next year. My plan is full-time at Star Speedway. Um, I think they got like 14 races, 15 races. A couple of Smack shows we'll dabble in there. And uh, Dad and I are going to try to finish our brand new Big Block Super and dabble in a couple of the new uh, New England Big Block Super Series shows and some Isma shows and and uh, hopefully fill in all my off weekends hanging out with you guys. Yeah, my uh, my 2021 was good. No wins. Uh, a couple fourths. <laughs> I don't know, Brad. We, we won a lot of parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we did definitely win probably having the most fun throughout the entire year. Uh, actually, I don't know that there's a probably about it, but uh, easily the most fun year that I've had uh, on this planet. And uh, like, you, like you said, Bobby, like, you know, obviously we get down in the dumps. And I think that last year around the time that you left the show um and you know just going even into the snowball derby last year was probably the uh, the roughest time mentally that i've gone through in in you know at least a couple years and uh this past year has just been and like i said i said that uh this this last year has felt like a decade i think that last year we we just did so much and tried to stay busy and i think that that was uh that was it was probably the best year of my life um and, and unfortunately for a lot of people, it was the worst year of their lives. So uh, I feel very honored. It wasn't and, wasn't and, without heartache on well, on many occasions. Yeah, but you're you're gonna have that no matter. Yeah, what. The, the highs and lows. But we rode a high for so long that it was like you know just one one low would you know not it's not something you just pass over quickly. But like obviously we didn't. Well, we're not Jewish, so that makes sense. <laughs> we didn't we didn't end the the year on a high note by by any means uh, losing Jeremy, but. You know, just throughout the year, it was just so much fun and uh, just things to look forward to in 2022. I mean, just the fact that last year before the Snowball Derby, you know, this the show had kind of flatlined and, you know, it was like, where, are we, where do we go from here? And I guess that's kind of, you know, we're always trying to improve. But um, I, I don't think that going into 2021, if someone would have asked me, you know, or told me that I'd be interviewing Tony Stewart or Elio Castroneves at Stafford, that I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Gonna be yeah, that's that. going to be happening. So. Uh, for all I know, I'll be interviewing senior next year, so uh, or this year, I guess. <laughs> but uh, wait, looking, wait a minute, 
<laughs> looking forward to uh, everything 2022 has in store i mean just like off the top of the off the top of my head thinking about the events at the beginning of the year obviously yeah, i mean we're, we're three weeks away from atlantic city and then another week away from florida like that's yeah starting it off hot yeah those are those are coming right up and uh then they moved hickory you know a couple weeks earlier this year so then i don't know that i think bobby you said you weren't going to going to that yeah anymore, i don't but... i don't know i went last year with Derek nealon had a had a blast glad i went you know that was one of the new tracks that i'd never been to but um trying to get this new big block car done i pretty much told you guys the other night we were joking about it i said you know don't you're not gonna hear from me on the weekends from uh the end of basically from when we get back from florida to the first race at star which is april 30th i believe and then the, the very next week is the inaugural race for tom mayberry's new england big block super series at oxford so a little earlier of a deadline than i wanted to shoot for with that new car but i want to make it i mean not very often do you get to race big block super modifieds in your own backyard and I think that another reason why you said that you were coming back on the show full time is because we moved to Mondays. Mondays is... works a lot better. Um, my dad, I, you could basically call it semi-professional poker player at this point. He loves playing poker, and Monday nights is one of his nights. So it's like, nah, he, you know, we don't really work on race cars on Mondays, and um, yeah, it works out better. So Mondays is definitely better. I know before before I quit the show, I bitched about the drive. Um, from Wyndham to Scarborough versus Bernadette Street in Westbrook, where we used to be, it's like eight minutes longer. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that far away from, <laughs> it's from like, there. It's like eight minutes longer. But yeah. that, that is one of the biggest things that I think changed last year was changing this to doing to doing this on Monday nights because it was – there were times where Brad and I, we, we'd be driving fucking five, six hours someplace, and we'd get up Sunday morning and be like, yeah, let's go home. And then like halfway through the drive, you're just fucking miserable. You want to be home. Oh, my God. Go to bed. Like – I love Bradley, but by the time we're home, I just want to not see him for like an hour. Like that's all. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, we're very much a thruple, a married thruple. Yeah. We all love each other, but at the same time, a couple, two, three days. And it's like, okay, kind of, yeah. kind of sick of my friends. Yeah. Same way with Rusty. Like after like three days of him, fuck him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like him. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing, nothing against anyone. No, you no, just, it's not. any human. You get, you get sick of them after it's, a, a it's second. It's almost like, just... like when you're doing drugs and like you're, 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 you know, you're at the climax and you just like hit rock bottom. It's like every, everyone around us is always like, you're just so, it's like you're high when you're around them. Like Rusty, like just hold this whole like th- past three, four days, whatever. Uh, whenever we were with him this weekend, he was just right off the chip, hilarious, just dying laughing. And then like after a while, you're just like, all right, go. We get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he described because I got up pretty early Sunday, buzzed out of here. He described like the 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 bender debrief Sunday morning, and it was like you said, bottom of the barrel. People are dragging off the bottom, like it was rough. And like, yeah, that's that's the coming down part of. Yeah, we were on a bender too. Jesus. Christ. Well, yeah. Speaking of benders, have you heard the latest rumor about all of us? Oh, I love rumors. Uh, we all do hardcore drugs. Fuck yeah. yeah. Where are they, and why don't I? Have I don't any? know. I, apparently, we're rich. Uh, yeah, we're rich. We do now, hard drugs. No, I. Uh, it's I'm incredible. Not, yeah. I'm gonna try to not say this braggingly, but I've lost forty pounds in the last eight months. And I might have jokingly two or three times said, "No, it's just all the cocaine." Yeah. Um, I do not do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> actually going to the gym and eating healthy like one of my friends said i looked anorexic the other night and i'm like thanks dude sick dude like it was a girl but sick like i've been working my fucking ass off and you're like are you sick are you okay like no i'm just eating dude healthy you, and going to the gym it, that, that's it's, also like the like, like those awards like most improved it's like how how fucking bad was negative, i before there is like, a negative connotation behind every single weight loss compliment no matter what because it's like oh you look great so I looked bad before. 
Well, you can spit yeah, anything no, like that. No, I think, no, <laughs> yeah, we we all we all do coke though. We all do hard stuff. Like it's incredible. Like I, good for us. Yeah. Like yeah. There's. I love learning about myself. Yeah, I, other I did have it's a weed lollipop yeah. the other night. So. Oh my Oof, god. Sheesh. If, if I do, if I do coke, I'm really, really upset about this stubborn belly fat that I still have <laughs> because I've heard that that shit works wonders. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We do nothing but hard stuff. Well. Yeah. Mike's hard lemonade if you know that we're in a pinch but yeah, <laughs> yeah but no I mean yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of talking about 2022 and it being right around the corner and dude I was looking at the calendar and a month after we get back from speed weeks is hickory if if we end up going to that um that's you know it's something that I'd plan on going to but you know every, every once in a while things fall through so um hickory is is a month from there and then a couple weeks later you're at the thompson icebreaker and you know then you have loudon and stafford and then you said stars opening and it's like holy shit it's all right around the corner and you know looking at the co- a couple of the uh the events that i'd really have circled on my calendar in, in the month of may i believe i think the 21st is when the wheel and modified tour goes to uh goes to lee. lee that's gonna be a fun weekend yeah and uh, i know that you recently got the weekend off yeah so that was um bobby weber owner of star speedways said he's you know willing to work with lee and he's changed some dates around originally had us uh on friday and and then now um he did move his show back to saturday but later so that you know you can kind of do the double uh, go to lee i guess that's gonna be like a saturday afternoon deal but took the 350 supers off the schedule, which is fine by me because uh, we're at Hudson that Sunday. So, I I also I know that initially I think Bobby got upset about that, didn't he? The, yeah. The Saturday day, but I also don't think that a lot of people realize that 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 was probably more NASCAR than it was Lee and yeah Lee Lee and, did put in a that. couple of Saturday shows, which I'll be the first to admit I kind of got kind of got pissy about. Uh, they they're gonna have one Saturday August sixth. It's the annual Ollie Silva Memorial Classic for the Isma Supers. It's always been a Friday night race. That was actually in my head kind of thinking that was going to be where I debuted my new car. Um, and they had it on a Saturday, head-to-head, with a 350 race at Star. And I'm like, what? who in their fucking right mind would do that? Like, there's not many of us. I can I can think of maybe three of us, Kenny White, the Locke family, and myself, that have both types of Supers. Obviously, the locks can run two tracks in the same day because they have two different drivers. But, like, now you're forcing Kenny White and myself to choose. Do we want to go start with our 350s or do we want to go to Lee with our big blocks? Never mind all of us who work on and love Supers go to all the big block races, too. So it's like, why would you make everybody choose? Like, that's fucking stupid. These tracks are four miles away from each other. Um, But Bobby moved his uh, date to Friday uh, for that weekend, too. So... Looking like a double weekend that weekend, which is very bad for my bank account. But, uh, I mean, again, racing super modified is an hour from my house. I can't miss it. So, Well, racing's cheap. Don't you know that? Uh, what form of racing are you doing, <laughs> bud? <laughs> Hard drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think that the it was... That is, might be cheaper. <laughs> is it the weekend directly it? after, I think, is... Well, yeah, it must be Memorial Day weekend at, at Thunder Road when the Tri Track Series comes to town. Yep, yeah, um, that'll be a that'll be a show and a half for sure. And I believe that we were uh, we were messaged on Facebook about potentially trying to go to Claremont that Friday. I think that they just made their tour type mod like a tour type mod race like ten or fifteen thousand to win. Um, so you know that's kind of on the way. So yeah, I've never a uh, weird ass racetrack. I've never Claremonted. Yeah. Um, That'll be a game time decision. They do have an Isma Super Modified race the Friday of Oxford 250 weekend, which is a tough one because the New England Big Block Super Series is racing at Oxford Saturday of 250 weekend. 
it's also championship night at Star Speedway, so that's that's a that's gonna be a tough weekend for me. It'll be real real tough. Uh, mm. All my friends are gonna be at Oxford. Big Block Super's gonna be Oxford, and I'll be at Star. Mm. That's Yuck. tough. Hey, yeah. What, so, business. so that being said, since you are the the Flappy Bird uh, expert in the group here, what are your thoughts on this New England Big Block Super Flappy Bird uh, <laughs> extravaganza? I am absolutely exhausted <laughs> talking about this. But, well, uh, no, yeah. I don't, no, I don't know. But now it's our show. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, basically, you, so I went on a I went on a podcast last night that is strictly a super modified racing show. It's called The Inside Groove, hosted by Tom Baker. And basically, what I told him is, I hope it works. Um, they need to do something to save super modified racing. These things are million dollar you know race cars, and they're not doing well. There's a reason. There's only ten or fifteen of them around. Um, friend of the program, what um, inaugural weapon of the year winner Spencer Morse taking over the PR role. I believe he was on going to be on the same show. He got interviewed by the guy anyway to be on the same show. Um, and Spencer and I have talked quite a bit about it, and, and he's trying. And he, you know, he he sent me their schedule and was like, I think you can make all of them. And I'm like, Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. You know, there's a lot of races on Fridays and, and double weekends. And I I told him I said I appreciate you, you know, looking out for me, but like two or three of these races that I can do, you know, and it's going to be tough. Um, but basically what I've, you know, telling people is I hope it works. And, um, you know, they were at least smart. They're, they're going with a crate engine concept, but you don't necessarily have to have a crate engine. You can run your Isma legal car with a gear, you know, with a gear roll. And I don't turn the hell out of my motor anyway, you know, 66, 6700, no different than a crate motor. So I don't even think the gear rule is going to be too bit, too much of an issue for me. Um, you know, that being said, super fucking jacked up to go back to Thompson on World Series weekend. I, You can run dead last, which I pretty much did, in a big block super modified at Thompson, and you're still faster than every single other motherfucker there that weekend. And that weekend also, you know, we always all go down. Rusty's family camps on the backstretch. Like, yeah, the, that's it sucks that the last one of the year is like one of the, you know, you can't fucking wait. Yeah, but I also have nine months until then. So. Yeah, World Series weekend at Thompson's always a time. I think, especially because we are close with Rusty and and Wayno and Angel and all them, and just the the setup that we have. It's right on the backstretch there. We have our own little world. It's it's base camp like like we call it, and um, yeah, we kind of have run of the place like the whole facility for the most part because you know there's the party scene out in the parking lot, and then you come back in. There's a zillion fucking race cars that you go and see and look through and all that stuff. But, but going back on the big block stuff, I mean, forever and always we've had ISMA, you know, the international super modified association. You've got guys from new England, Canada, the Midwest, all over the place, even out to the, uh, you know, West coast, you know, what, what's going on? What, why is that dying off? And what, what is, what's this big block, you know, or new England big block deal trying to do that's going to try and keep it alive. So, the engine costs are outrageous. You know, it's a 454 board out to 468, um, fuel injected, dry sump. You're talking for a decent little piece, 35 grand, 40 grand. Some guys are spending upwards of 60. I bought my motor from Joey Scanlon. He drug it out from underneath his bench. It had been sitting for 10 years and it was seized. We bought it, you know, for seven grand, run some mystery oil through it and said, hopefully it don't break. Spoiler alert, it broke. Um, but fuck man, I only got after fixing what broke in it, I've still only got 12 grand tied up in the thing. Um, and it's, it's worth every bit of $30,000. I mean, it's a, it's a dart block. Uh, everything's aftermarket, you know, Chevy doesn't produce a 454 anymore. So everything's aftermarket, dart block, Brodick's head, scat crank, titanium valves. I mean, Mulkern wanted to buy me a new injection system for it. We got a quote and an injection system was $8,500. 
you know, so they're they're just outrageous in cost. Now they're going with the 572 cubic inch crate engine uh, through Chevrolet. It's a little bit more of a quality piece than the 602s or 604s that you know everybody has come to know and love. And they're about six. I guess they're 16 grand. You know, you're gonna have to put an injection on them. Gonna have to put dry sump. Uh, you know, I don't know enough about the engines to say here nor there, but. Um, New England Motor Racing Supply, Brian Allegresso, those are smart motherfuckers when it comes to supers. They're working on it. They got one. I don't I don't know how. I don't think they're really readily available right now. But they got one. They're going to put in a car that Robbie Summers is supposed to drive. Um, and they're going to kind of work out the bugs for it. I just hope that it's I, there's not going to be any immediate success, I don't think. It's not like we're going to start this series and there's going to be 25 big block supers because there's not. There ain't even that many around it. But if I sat down and figured out... Every single person in New England that has a big block super, you might get to 20 and not, you know, the attrition rate, the cost, all that. It's tough to race super modified, you know, especially for a low buck guy and we're in the same boat, you know, especially if my engine breaks, it's probably the end of it. Um, but they're, they're trying to go with that option. They, they got a couple other just small rules, you know, top wings and stuff that I don't personally agree with, but that's either here nor there. So they're. They're trying, like I said, you gotta do something. I mean, they're they're one hundred and fifty thousand dollar race cars at this point. I mean, you got guys wind tunneling and all that shit, which is which is fine. I mean, uh, the wind tunnel in all reality, it's the same price as going to test, you know, going to rent the racetrack and test for a day. You know, if you bought a set of tires and you factored in wear and tear, but they they gotta do something. I think that's why the three fifty supers kind of kind of taken off in the last four or five years. Is they're 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 a pretty affordable car to run and they're cheap, and you don't really need the latest and greatest in technology to to run up front, but like I said, I'm hopeful, you know, hopefully it works. Um, I guess uh, there's two races form at Thunder Road, two races form at White Mountain, two tracks I've never raced at. I've been to both of them. Um, would like to get to at least one show at each track. You know, it's going to be tough. The White Mountain ones are on Sunday and a Friday, and then both the Thunder Road ones are on Friday. But at least one of them is Milk Bowl weekend. We run on Friday night. I'm going to try to hit that one for sure. Um, Give you an excuse to go to Milk Bowl weekend. Yeah, I've never been to the Milk Bowl. I used to always call it the Skim Milk Bowl just because I never really liked ACT late models, but it's definitely a show. Um, you've made it sound like it was a pretty fun weekend. And, uh, yeah, and I only confirm. saw I only saw Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and back on Isma, Isma's not totally dead. They've got 12 races, um, four of them in the New England area. Monadnock, I can't make. It's the uh, same night as his race at Star. They got the Lee Saturday show. Would like to try to do that one. They got a Friday Claremont show. And uh, it's no secret. Nothing Tom Mayberry promotes going to race the Star Speedway. So the Star Classic's still going to be an Isma race for the big block supers. Um, definitely, gonna, that's you know the one. You know, I'm have both cars, and that's obviously my favorite weekend of the year. Um, try to run both cars that night. Isma does have um, some co-sanctioned events with the Midwest Super Modified Associate or Midwest Super Modified Series um, at Jennerstown, which I would love to go to Jennerstown. It's too far away. Um, Berlin, Michigan, Sandusky, Ohio, um, got some races out there. And then they have a three race series at Oswego, which that's like top of the list right now of things I want to do is run a big winged big block super at Oswego. John Nakotra, who owns auto Sitterly's cars is promoting on, uh, three races, good payouts, good purse, a three race point fund. All three of them run the same night as races at Star, so I can't make any of those unless. Basically, I'm gonna have to kill my small block car, which I hope that doesn't happen. I will cry like a, like a little baby if I wreck that car because I've got so much time and money invested into it. And obviously, hope that doesn't happen. But, um, yeah. So there's plenty of options to race super modifieds if you want to get one. You know, just cough up a, 
you know, 25 grand for a nice small block or 100 grand for a nice big block, and you can race all over the country. It's but like anything else. It only takes money. Unfortunately, yeah. and, and I don't have a lot of that. So so is this New England deal, is that going to splinter any ISMA stuff, you think? Or is that, it, I mean, with, the, with, there's with already, a series that already has low car counts, I mean, is it, is it one of those deals that's going to splinter it up? And there's already controversy. Um, I didn't go to the rules meeting. The rules meeting was in Hollis, New Hampshire on a Monday night. That was too far away. So I can't really complain. It's like voting. I can't complain about any of the things they came up with because I wasn't there to represent myself. But it is, it is my understanding that the agreement was three to five races. No more, no conflictions with ISMA or the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour due to mainly John McKennedy and Anthony Nacella having super modified gigs, but having you know, modified gigs be their main thing. Pretty sure they conflicted two NASCAR modified races and one ISMA race, which... And it's like a bunch of races. Yeah, there's eight races on Tom's series with two pending. And you know one of them is a race on a Friday night at <clears throat> White Mountain the same night as there's an Isma race, Isma doubleheader at Berlin, Michigan. So that race is probably going to be tough because there are guys from New England that do run the whole Isma tour. You know, the the Vic Miller 11, you know, they race a lot of races. Howie Lane has two teams, and he's an Isma guy. He's on the Isma board. He sells the tires for Isma. So, you know, there's potentially two to three cars that aren't going to go to that White Mountain race that are going to be in Michigan racing. So it's like, if you only got 12 or 13 cars and you're losing three right off the get-go, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a race promoter, so what do I know? But it just seems like you really got to be mindful of the guys that do have these cars to make sure they can race. Um, hard to be at two racetracks at the same time. Huh. And that goes for all super modified series. Cause it's not, it's happening in the small blocks too. Um, the three fifty smack tour, they up their schedule to eight races this year. Most they've ever had. And the second race of the year for them is at Waterford Speed Bowl, my favorite racetrack on this planet, head-to-head with a 350 race at Star. Again, I'm not a promoter, so what do I know? But when you have a touring series of cars where 60%, I had to guess, of Smack's entries also race at Star, why would you go head-to-head with Star? Mm. And Yeah, why would... I, I've never understood the the head to head battles of you know trying like it it was one thing back in like the the fifties or sixties where well, there was had a, three million race cars and there was plenty to go around but you're at the point now where you know super modified the small block super modifieds there are you know winged ones there are what two racetracks on the planet you have Oswego runs them weekly Star runs them weekly <clears throat> uh, Riverside and Groveton kind of sprinkles them in. Um, you know when they can, but that's because Humphrey owns a whole pile of them. You know but, he owns he owns enough to put on his own race. So, but it's it's not a it's not like a, a legend car or a super right. late model. You can right. take it fucking anywhere. Right. Yeah, it's pretty and much a New England based yeah. series, and and Oswego does a good job. They've the you know they're building their car counts, but a little bit of that comes at the expense of New England cars. Because if you were living in the Oswego, New York area, and you want to race there, you either got to build your own or go buy one that's already built. And the ones that are already built tend to go a little faster. Yeah. So they've plucked a few cars out of the New England region that go up there, and you know them guys do come down and race sometimes. But you know, like the the example I have is like Ryan Gath was racing weekly at Star, sold his car to an Oswego guy, so that's a car you lost on a weekly basis. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a promoter, so I don't want to. You know, I don't want these guys, Bobby Weber, Tom Mayberry, Johnny Burke, to think I'm you know shitting all over them because I'm really not trying to. It's just frustrating for me. It's like I want to race as much as I can, and I can't be at two racetracks at the same time. 
I'm just happy that uh, I'm the promoter of the touring series of humans. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier when there's a, there's a ton of humans on the planet and you know, any of them that show <laughs> there's up. There's no or... lack of car count when it comes to humans. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's uh that's especially our point. humans. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, we also tend to be at the same place at the same time. And you know, if not, we have a fractured gaggle and we make the most of it. A and, fraggle. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah I guess. Uh, no, yeah. I think, uh, I think 2022 is going to bring a lot of cool stuff. It's going to be, uh, uh, the one thing that I want to do is kind of like what you did this past year. I want to go to places I've never been before. You know, like watching the the Tulsa shootout and the Chili Bowl, like that's something that I I want to do that. That's not yeah. like I want to go to that. Yeah. Um, places I've never been. I've never been to Monadnock. Uh, that's one place I'd like to kind of check off the bucket list. Uh, you know, just my favorite thing I've realized is I just like to travel. I like to yeah. go places. I like to see things that I've never seen before and, and just do things that I've never done before because – yeah, you, you you don't get that deja vu feeling you ever, you know, and that's not, that's a lot to be said for that, where you you know you get to experience something new every time, and you know for a while there we we're clicking off three four places at a time. And I was like, fuck, I've never done that. Fuck, I've never been here. So I I think that the two events that I you know that are not far fetched, but ones that are you know at least on the back burner right now that I want I really want to make is Nashville. I'd like to make Nashville because we were planning on doing that this year, and everything kind of fell through last minute, and uh, also that dirt week or whatever that max mclaughlin was talking about that seemed like a pretty decent deal um but you know at all i guess i guess got to sit down and look at a calendar at some point here and try to pencil everything in like we did last year and we made a made a google spreadsheet at one point or another at the beginning of last year kind of piecing together everything that we were going to do and it just you know it seems like it makes the most sense just kind of getting a rough estimate looking through all the touring series you know one of the first things that i do is look at passes website and i'm like oh where's pass out that weekend because usually it's you know passes there with act or you know it's a it's usually a pretty good show so um it's like you know someone's like oh you, you should come to fucking i don't know east bumfuck indiana for this one race and i'm like hell yeah like let me check the calendar and it's like i'll oh, pass at seekonk and i'm like no it's pass is much closer <laughs> and uh, the dublin rose can get my business anytime so Oof, yeah yeah, I think that that's one of the smartest things that's happened in a long time too. Is uh, Mayberry and Mishad. Those that they pass, got together that, that pass, pass act, act modified deal that we went to at Seekonk in October. One of the best shows all year. Every pass race should be a hundred laps. That was one of the best pass races I've ever seen. Cut off that back fifty. Everybody rides around for the first fifty anyway. The ACT race phenomenal, absolute slugfest. Pretty sad that the worst race of the day was the tour type modifieds, and that was still a really good race, but yeah. it just didn't live up to what the super lates or the late models put on for a race. Plus, it was it was championship weekend for both of those. You know, yeah, beautiful three, weather. We drank the facility out of beer. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did. When it, when it comes uh, to not just us, like yeah. the, the place was fucking packed, but that place was absolutely swamped. Just the whole entire place was was filled all the way around the racetrack. But when it comes to like a full day of <laughs> racing, or you know, even a weekend, th- that. You, I don't think that there was a race or a, a day this year that included racing that was all completely as good as that. Like yeah. usually, there's like one race, like like you said, the mods didn't put on a the, the as good of a show as the super late models of the the act cars. But I mean, even for us, it was exciting because we were able to watch Jake the Jet battle with Matt Hirschman for the last twenty yeah, laps. Fucking so. beat him. Yeah, <laughs> but we we say that too though, like that the mods were the the least of the three. But if you take that mod race and put it in any other weekend that we went to still that's a great race. it's still yeah. a great if not the best race of the night yeah. just of the three that were there <laughs> and that kind of goes back on the, the almost the beachridge formula too where you know we were always told three to four divisions is that's about the sweet spot yep. um you know there's all and too often you go to a racetrack there's 45 fucking divisions you have th- four different kinds of shit boxes and then this one has 
a four banger, but this is also a four banger, but this has different wheels and like, but this can also be that. This is oddly specific. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Weird. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't understand that shit. It's like, why, why wouldn't you just have one race with 40 fucking cars instead of two divisions that are literally the same exact fucking thing into two different races. But um, I'm sure a bunch of people go in the comments about that but keep the six shooters on the schedule because yes. goddamn, do they put it on should a... be the premier division Absolutely. every short track in america <laughs> yeah dude six 100%. shooters they don't give see the six shooters are great because they have just enough power to do something dumb if they want to um but they're also just shit boxy enough to where they just don't give a fuck <laughs> do not handle worth a fuck no god no a six with a six fucking banger front wheel drive just hunk of garbage <laughs> it's probably the similar theory as to why the cup cars put on such great races on road courses because i forget who they're said just not it, supposed was like to it was that. like trying to autocross a dump truck or something. <laughs> like, like yeah it's not built for racing and there's a good field of them yeah. yeah so you have 20 to 30 cars that are not built to be doing what we're doing and we're doing it dude so, one of the best races of the weekend at Oktoberfest was the six shooter race like the They're 10 lap like match race they, they they didn't even let half the field go out yeah. and no. it was like 10 laps and I think all of them fucking wrecked dude they looked like they were restrictor plate racing when they weren't wrecking <laughs> they, they were three wide blo- throwing <laughs> blocks in the middle of the straightaway the best part is like say you go to like a, a pro all-star series super late model race right There, it's a stacked field you go to any pass race there's probably 12 guys that can win that race you know 12 15 guys that can win that race any any weekend you go to a six shooter race there's 40 of them and there are 40 cars that can't win the race <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's and then they going figure it the fuck out and it's incredible because those cars should absolutely not be doing what they do and no, it's, the it's right fronts awesome are, are howling to save their lives folded underneath the car <laughs> all the way through the corner that's yeah, lap when, one when the fastest car on the racetrack sounds like a sick puppy like <laughs> it's gonna be a show like, they're the, gonna do something neat the amount of times that us three collectively have sat next to each other in the grandstands just like we should just get a fleet of those it yeah. is i could probably say that's three of them for like five thousand dollars total and have fucking three of them ready to go like, like if you me rusty like we just sold everything just get rid of everything. We could have a fifty-car fucking field. The of whole like six the, shooters. The gaggle international. <laughs> <laughs> the gaggle five hundred. Yeah. yeah. Well, if anyone wants to put us in some six shooters, just for us to get a taste of it. Well, if the, I'd I'd be down to if somebody wants to give up some six shooters for the Jeremy DeCourcy Memorial, I'd be down for that. For oh, I don't know if I don't know if that's an open weekend or not for us, but. Yeah, I, I, Jeremy was talking about putting me in a six shooter next year, and I was all hot and pumped because there's, every once in a while someone's like, "Do you ever want to drive again?" And I'm like, "Not really." And Jeremy's like. I'm going to build another six shooter. And I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm all in on that. But no, I mean, it's uh yeah. 2022 is going to be a, be a good time. I think, you know, we, Atlantic city is, uh, you know, yeah, we haven't starting... done, we haven't done Atlantic city, um, since COVID there oh, hasn't been yeah. an, in, there hasn't been an indoor race since the world shut down for COVID. And sorry to disappoint boys. I don't know that I'm going to be able to make it to AC. Elaborate. I, uh, so I am the manager of an auto repair facility and, uh, I gave someone the week off not realizing what the date was. So I'm either going to have to get creative or I just might not be there. Well, we did back the trip down a day, so you really only need that Friday off. Problem is, is that the person I let off works the Saturday and Sunday. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you need that Saturday Ooh. off too. And definitely the Sunday. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, definitely got it that Sunday. Yeah. And uh, you should probably take the Monday because it's, <laughs> it's a rough weekend. So it would be, what, Thursday after work? We'd dip yeah, out. we're going to blast out. Uh, normally we would do it on a Wednesday, Wednesday but yeah. I was trying to save a little bit of money. Um, the hotels are actually reasonable, but I knew there was just another day of gambling and food bills that was really like, let's just cut that out. Yeah. 
Matt yeah. Will. Matt can handle practice without me. He's pretty good at He doesn't need me, period, but he still asks me to come. So I'm going to get a pair of With handcuffs, it. I think, and just strap me to one of the machines over in Scarborough where I work all my overtime and just be like, don't let me leave until I can afford Atlantic City because I... I've been saving for speed weeks, and I want to have fun in Atlantic City. Cannot be a budget trip, but also I don't want to be dipping into my credit card Friday morning like I did yeah. speed <laughs> weeks. The problem is you don't, you don't want to go too hard in AC. So right now, typically the trips themselves you consider an event, so you don't want to burn your tires up too early and then be be a, a piece of shit by the end of it. But the problem is, is that AC is directly followed by speed weeks, so well, you don't want to burn everything up in AC. The way the calendar fell this year, it, like everything's a week later for florida so there's actually 10 days in between well no yeah yeah, yeah there's a there's a complete yeah. weekend in between so we do have like a 10 to 12 day recovery period <laughs> and, that, and that's going to be one of those weekends where they they usually call me and they well, they ask me to work every single weekend but like the the way that we operate we have things going on every single weekend so um you know like this weekend we have the augusta car show which i think that you know it seems like we're gonna go up friday for that but that leaves sunday and i'll open so i'm gonna have to get the handcuffs ready because i'm gonna have to go into work on sunday and you know work the whole day probably right well they're gonna yeah you know they got to be comfy you know i'm (laughs) I'm trying to sort mail so there's a lot of wrist action Mm -hmm. well i usually have a lot of wrist action which hand uh typically this one um if you could i'm popeye um (laughs) (laughs) do you like spinach (laughs) No, oh. um, hmm. but no, it's just, yeah, the 10, that 10 days is crucial for, you know, it's a make or break situation. Cause I get paid the Friday in the middle of speed weeks. So it's right. Like the truck race that day is when I get paid. So when that paycheck hits, it's game on again. So um, the, the current job I have, it's the first time I've ever been paid bi-weekly. Um, so I've, I've never had to plan out like my future paychecks before. Cause it was always like, Oh, I just, I get paid Thursday. Oh, I get paid Thursday. Like I've never had to plan that out before. Um, very much fucks with me quite a bit. Cause I, I don't, yeah, you almost need to plan like, plan ever. You have to so, like put a, a pay period in reserve. Yeah. Like ahead but of it's, time, it's but it's two weeks. And right. And, yeah. And I just money, let's get rid of this. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm allergic to money. I, I get rid of it as quickly as I get it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that in order to be somewhat smart i'm gonna have to put like a stack of money in like a safe before atlantic city even hits that's what i've been doing um that's kind of always been my move and i started doing that i had good little nest egg built up and then like i do a lot of venmo transactions with the business with some rental properties so it's like it's so painful but it's the same i'm venmoing the money to my checking account but I dip into my safe to give my dad the money I owe him for Venmo. And I'm like, I don't want to let this go. It makes no sense. You still have the yeah. same it's money. It's the same. I lost no money. Like I have zero for zero. <laughs> but it's like I have to take $500 out of my safe and give it to dad without even like I it's it's I have 500 in my bank account. What? So it's why all the same. Just, but it, why don't you just go to the bank and give him that cash? I don't I, it's a trip to the bank I have to make, and it's. it's an extra, I'm not saying it, that this makes an any extra, sense. Well, like, I'm just trying to figure out the logic it's, there. It's actually one of my flaws as a human. Like it uh-huh. just, I hate it. But, um, but yeah, no. Back to what you were saying. I've been trying to like, <laughs> if I get a hundred dollar bill, put it in my safe. Yeah, and just hang on to it. Well, I, I was. Sitting, I don't. I don't get hundred dollar bills that often though. So I. Well, that's a good excuse to not save. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I uh, a couple weeks ago, like we had still haven't booked an Airbnb, which is something that's going to happen right after this. It's done recording, but. Um, Airbnbs are fucking expensive right now. Like, yeah, we got, I got one in the same the, the same exact building that I stayed in last year. Different hosts, probably a different room. It in fact is a different room. But um, what, I think we booked eight nights. 
<clears throat> and it was nine hundred bucks. Or no, I booked seven nights and it was eight hundred bucks. That's what it was. I'm disappointed oh, that God. yeah, that's a, that's a really good deal. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm disappointed that we don't have the house like our yeah, house. Yeah, that was a good spot. Our yeah. house. So we I'm were convinced that that's our that's our <laughs> house. We were just actually looking Charlie and I before you showed up. And we were, I was showing him two of the places that uh, Ryan Borges and I found, and it doesn't make any sense. But if you book from when we're going the 11th until the 22nd that following Tuesday, the cheapest thing you could find is like twenty eight hundred dollars, and if you do it. The 11th to the 19th, it's only like 13 or 1400. So you yeah. save like 1300 dollars. Three, three extra by, days is double. Yeah, <laughs> by like switching, like basically, you're, I mean, we're gonna you're have to move out. Weekend, yeah. We're gonna have to move out and go to a different location. <clears throat> but the one place we all, I was sitting there like, oh, it's a pretty nice spot. Maybe we should just book that at 2800 dollars. I'm like, that's not terrible, I guess. And uh, especially since we're going to 10 nights. And uh, the the one uh, caveat that they got on there is that there's security cameras on property, and I don't know that they would like us having a full on karaoke uh, jam sesh at 4 a.m. with uh, people that are more important than us. So, to be fair, I'm, I don't know how we got away with that last time. I yeah, there me was neither. No cameras on the property. <laughs> there was there was no cameras on the property. And not there only was that, neighbors. Yeah, not only that, but there was <laughs> yeah, that was, was that was bad. <clears throat> that was bad, bad. Like bad. Yeah. Like yeah, the, I did screw up because I originally planned on seven nights. <clears throat> Couldn't find the flights exactly how I wanted. So I ended up now we're staying eight. But I did this last year, too. The place that I stayed in, it's half uh, private owned condominiums, half hotel rooms. So I was like, eh, we bite the bullet. We'll just buy a hotel room for the last night. Then you just walk across the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's seems like <clears throat> the two places that we were just looking up that we're going to end up booking one of them probably when we're done recording here. But they're they're both on the same street as the Oyster Pub. Uh, good so good. that's that's uh yeah that was a good good time to <clears throat> yeah a good place to hang out at yeah yeah that's gonna uh, and who's gonna to say have some oysters who's to say we need to have karaoke in our house but there was a fucking beach man we could probably just bring a bluetooth speaker out onto the beach true true yeah <laughs> to yeah. be fair it was it was impromptu i don't think it was planned yeah out. it wasn't no. planned um, um after we got boozed up at ihop <laughs> which is a weird thing to say because they definitely don't sell booze yeah, that's, but that wasn't allowed <laughs> yeah that, no, no it was allowed i just don't think it was illegal if, yeah, illegal sense. is a sick bird. <laughs> so this has been episode one forty eight. <laughs> illegal is a sick bird is definitely the name of the show. <laughs> it it took me. It took me far too long. I think about it for yeah. a second. Yeah, <laughs> it took me far too long to think about what the hell you were trying to say. Wow, am that, I dumb? The five second pause after that, when you guys both just stared straight yeah. away from me, it's like. Oh, okay. We both get it. Like when a you... dog hears the fucking sound that they don't recognize and they just tilt their head, that was Charlie and I. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah that, oh. was... that was a good one. That was pretty, that was pretty good. So, do, notes. I have a weapon of the week and you guys are both in attendance for it. Um, it was going to be my grinds, my gears, but I could probably figure out another mine, one for that. Do you have a grind, your gears? Mine is, I do. Mine is. I have also one of each and they're related. Okay. So, my weapon of the week. Uh, goes back to seeking weapon of the week sponsors. Yes, this yes. could be your segment for just a swift price of DM Brad, and he'll let you know. And or Charlie yeah. or me, then I'm going to direct you to Brad or Charlie. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, my weapon of the week is the lady at Chili's, who oh. uh, we got. Seated. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> we got seated. There was about I don't know twelve or thirteen of us after Jeremy's. <laughs> she was a kind. I almost don't blame her. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, she, we deserved it. But, she, but but the the way that she handled it, she did handle it poorly. Yeah. So we we all get seated like right as you walk into Chili's. There's like a section where there's it. There was like four families that were already 
occupying to, the to location. To the left was the bar area. The bar area was completely empty. Yeah, not a soul. But when is it, I assume, so is this your weapon of the week? Or this is my weapon of the week. Okay. I assume when Margaret and Cassidy made the reservation or whatever that they were like, well, we got to put all sixteen of these people at the same table. When in reality, we should have just went and got four. <laughs> four-person high-top tables at the bar and would have avoided this entire... We could have just owned the bar and it would have been fine. Yeah. 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 But instead, we get seated in the family section, apparently. Uh, and... To preface this, we went to Jeremy's Wake um, Wednesday yep. night. So nobody's in a great mood. No. Nobody's in a no. great mood. So we were going to go just hang out with our friends. Let loose. Have a night with, yeah. with all our pals. At a... It- which is which is not a step up at any means to applebee's but that's basically where we hang up it's a lateral it's a lateral move (laughs) move to the left um but so we sit down we know that it's going to be a problem it's not a problem we're pretty we're pretty two uh, hops we're we're loud but we're not like that bad and all of a sudden you know that everyone starts to filter out and we're like good we're in the clear like now we can kind of just really act out uh i don't know how much more we could have acted out based on how much we were already but all of a sudden some lady directly behind me don't know why so uh, we were we were in like a big booth bradley and i had our backs to this like half wall that was over our heads which went to the front door basically Uh, uh, (laughs) i thought that the lady was like the hostess that was checking people in because that's how she right directly behind us was the hostess stand yeah yeah no, uh, yeah, she went full Karen. She she, she leaned over and she's Karen. just like, I don't know if you guys understand that or like know this or not, but this is a family restaurant and, and I've not, heard the F words like this many times or whatever. You didn't talk nearly as fast as she was. This lady was off the fucking rev limiter. Yeah, she's complained before, like oh in the God. past, like perennial she, complainer. She's a professional complainer. Yeah, yeah like, and it got to the point where like she was talking so loud and like, like she has done this so many times that... I like had to finish what I was chewing and then I like stood up and looked over the thing and was like, I was like, do you work here? <laughs> and, and meant it. Yeah, that, that did happen. I, I was that like, cause I, I thought that she did at the time. So I was not being nice and respectful, but the more she kept running her face, I was like, she definitely doesn't work. I've, here, heard, so. the, I've heard the F word so many times. I don't even care. It doesn't even bother me, but my kids heard it. And my kids were calling you out. It's like, yeah, okay. what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah so like, she said like, your your kids are morally I, more mature than we are. Big fucking deal. No, she was saying that her kids were calling us out. I was like, oh, cool. Do they want to hang out with us? Like, <laughs> Which I, was not the right thing to say, apparently. I, 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 I really thought that she worked there by the way that she presented herself. But then when I leaned over the railing and saw her Patagonia jacket, I was like, okay, <sighs> fuck you. The, the, I think the problem is, is that we are so immune to... Well, and all it, of the chaos that we bring to any establishment that we go to. They weren't even wearing that, masks. Like, I, I honestly thought we were being very mild. And it wasn't 20 minutes after we were joking about the Star Speedway Holy Grail trip referenced earlier in the show. Because the same thing happened that day, too. We got for sure fucking bitched at by a guy for swearing too much. So we were just joking. Haha, remember when we were all together at the Holy Grail? Because it's pretty much the same, you know, majority of same people. And uh, no, no, deja vu. Same fucking thing happened. <laughs> Yep, yep. So that was my weapon of the week, Karen or whatever. Which, like I said, she wasn't wearing masks, which you you very much would have thought her whole family would have been masked up head to toe. But um, yeah, hate, I don't you know. You hate to stereotype, but there's a reason stereotypes exist. They come yeah. from somewhere. Yeah. Do you have a weapon of the week, Bob? I do. Mine comes from the Tulsa shootout. Um, I didn't get to watch nearly as much of the Tulsa shootout as I wanted to, but I uh, caught clips of it and uh, caught some of it on Twitter. This I think this happened Friday night. Um, the winged outlaw micro, whatever, one of the 19 divisions of micros they had, some little snot-nosed iRacing kid, Logan Rumsey, just absolutely waylaid Brady Bacon out of the way for a transfer spot on the last lap. Didn't even try to pass him. 
Brady Brady drove around him. They raced hard, man, and, and Brady Bacon races hard, and it's it's also shootout. You're racing for qualified spot. And uh, this kid just gassed it up out of four, drove right into his motor, pinged him off the fence. He kept going. He uh, he makes the race. Brady Bacon doesn't. Weapon move. And um, it also is a perfect slide into what grinds my gears, presented by Williams Race Gears. This week's Grind My Gears is brought to you by Williams Race Gears, where you get NASCAR-quality gears and transmissions new or rebuilt right here in New England. The only gears that should be grinding are in this segment. Get your shift together. Choose Williams Race Gears. Hell yeah. Um, I want a hat, by the way, John. Same. I saw your kids were wearing them on Instagram. Well, he has hats. Here. Yeah, his kids are wearing them what the on fuck? Instagram. So, Brady Bacon, I, I don't, obviously I don't know him. I just know the name. He seems like he's kind of mild-mannered, or at least he showed it in this picture, or this picture, this video. A uh, little dude buddy that just fucking waylaid him is on the scales. Brady's waiting, wants to talk to him, just wants to talk to him. Kid's dad won't even let him, won't even let him get near the car. Standing in front of like the driver's opening, you know he's doing all the talking. Kid won't say a word, and that fucking grinds my gears, man. You know if you if you it, go back it, to when I was on the show, whatever time after I raced legend cars at Beechridge, it was the same shit. Luke LeBron absolutely just fucking punted me out of the way, never even tried to pass me, and his dad comes out and wants to fight me over it because I fucking waylaid him after the race, and it's like no, I don't. He's, you want to fucking fight? Like no, I don't want to fight you. I want to fight your shit at kid, but he's fifteen, so I can't. Yeah, the, the, like the, if the, you're, it, I get it. You can't go. You can't go down and punch a minor. Well, you can't go down and fight a kid. But why does why does Super Dad got to get in the way? <clears throat> yeah, like if, I don't if, understand. In the words of Dan Collins, if Little Billy Fuckface is going to race like Little Billy Fuckface, then he probably deserves to get spoken to for being a fuckface. The 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 thing that I don't understand is why would you give your kid the responsibility of driving a you know a nice race car of some sort and investing that much money into it if you're just going to let them be quote a fuckface well, and not and, not even be culpable for their own actions? I'm sure his dad doesn't think that he did anything wrong and and then. Yeah, but back to the Star Speedway episode that I was on, that kid's dad didn't think he did anything wrong either. But that's all beside the point. Just let the drivers at least talk. Like, I'm sure Brady Bacon wasn't going to go thump a fucking... I think this kid's like 14 or 15. But he couldn't even talk to the kid. Like, Yeah. Don't 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 give your kid the responsibility of being able to drive a race car if they're not going to be responsible for their own actions and just, just hide behind. Just let them like a, a kid, a guy like Brady Bacon. You could probably learn something from. Guy's pretty fucking good at driving dirt race cars. Uh-huh. And but best smelling race car driver out there. Wine dine sixty nine mm-hmm. or whatever he nice. says. Yeah, wine <laughs> yeah. me dine me sixty nine me. Coolest shirts on the fucking planet. Yep, <laughs> yep. Almost bought one when I went to Sealands Grove. I don't know. Um... My grinds my gears is way off topic and uh, not pertaining to racing whatsoever. But um, People Magazine running a Ooh. Betty White turns a hundred article, tough two days before she dies at ninety nine. Um, this is this was weird timing too because I was sitting at work and uh, I actually wasn't really able to do anything. My computer was locked at the time, so I was just scrolling through my phone and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, uh, I, I was what what president. What's like the oldest former Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. So I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, is Jimmy Carter still alive? Random thing pops in my head. Google it. Jimmy Carter is very much still alive. Yeah. Well, then the that, most well, has to be 107 years old at this the, point. Yeah. He's I think he's like 99 or yeah, something like that. But so the next two like trending searches are Betty White 
and Bob Barker. And I'm like, oh, Betty White's still alive. How old is she? So I clicked it and I saw that article. And I'm like, oh, she's 100. Good for her. How'd I miss that? I feel like the world would have fucking celebrated and rejoiced. So I'm reading through the article and I see that she turns 100 on January 17th. And I'm like, well, that's kind of fucked up uh, to post an article like that, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. Next day I'm at work, pull my phone out, and I get an update from TMZ or whatever saying Betty White died. And I'm like, you, you fuckers. You fuckers. And I was wa- I was listening to part of my take this morning, and uh, they, uh, <laughs> Big Cat, at one point goes, you know, knowing Betty White's humor, she probably was like, yeah, run that article, and then just died. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was dying laughing. And I was like, yeah, n- no, but that's fucking hilarious to think about. Um, but R.I.P. Betty White, she was the fucking goat. Is, that Golden Girls. Is Bob Barker she, still alive? Yeah, Bob Barker yeah. is still alive. <laughs> so yeah. you did check that one too. I did, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I went down a whole rabbit hole. I can't... Not, I, to, I, not to completely blow past like, your point of your rant there, but I was... Uh, the entire time you were going off about Betty White, I'm like, is, is Bob, Bob Barker still alive? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we were on the same page there. And see, that's why I clicked on it. Just to uh, see. That was a staple of my childhood. Mm. All of us. Golden I mean, Girls? No, uh, The Price is Right. Oh, yeah, also. Yeah. Yeah. When you Pro- stayed home from sick when you stayed home from sick for school. <laughs> when you stayed home from school for being sick, it was fucking eleven o'clock. It was time for the price is right. Dude, so. I can't I can't describe how many Golden Girls marathons I watched with my grandmother growing up. That show was fucking hysterical. That was like the Still is. OG Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stand, <laughs> it stands the test of time. It does, yeah. yeah. It's one of those shows that's gonna last forever, so uh, yeah, might have to go and have a marathon here shortly. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to grind my gears. Uh, presented by Williams Race Gears. Presented by, Presen- presented. presented by Williams Race Gears. Race Gears. Williams Race Gears Williams. presents this. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do that every time. By the way, every time. Every time. Oh, thank God. Uh, I'm sure he loves that. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't hate it. No, he doesn't hate that. This is who doesn't hate it. Williams Race Gears. Jonathan Williams of Williams Race Gears, who's presenting this. <laughs> Grinds my gears. The only gears that should be we grinding. Sa- oh, we need your boombox back again so we can do like. Oh, the screen on my <laughs> iPad is so fucking shattered. Between we- throwing a temper tantrum with my we- iPad in my backpack. You gotta quit nutting on it so hard when you watch porn. That's on not it. it. I use my phone. My phone's way faster. Um, between having a temper tantrum, forgetting it was in my backpack, and throwing my backpack into the race car trailer, and then dropping it off the top of the Star Speedway grandstands this year with my iPad in my backpack again, it's. She could use a screen. <laughs> it's done for. Yeah. Yeah. That'll it happen. cuts your fingers when you try to swipe. <laughs> Oof. That's it's not what you want. Not ideal, no. Um Bobby yeah. confirmed not doing cocaine off of his iPad. No, no it gets stuck in the I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, no, we do hard drugs. Just ask everyone. Well no, that that Who's would be hard drugs. <laughs> that'd be really difficult to Was do with glass. She shards. in the five some? Uh yeah, apparently. Yeah. Three some? Yeah. yeah Does we, that grind your gears or did you have a Anyways, back to the Williams Race Gears oh, grinds my gears segment. Grinds my gears, yeah. Um, no, I don't really have one. Presented honestly. by Williams Race Gears. Um, Charlie has yeah. nothing presented I, by Williams Race I, Gears. <laughs> no, to, actually, today was a weird day. Charlie's gears so, are not grinding. A, a lot presented of by <laughs> Williams Race Gears. Well, I, got no, an, I got an alternate one if you can't come up with no, it. I, I, today at work, um, the one thing that does drive me nuts. So I, people have to call me to schedule an appointment, right? So they'll call me, and I'll be like, okay, I can do you know Thursday at 2 o'clock. Oh well, let you me can't see. Can't do anything sooner. Let me. Well, yeah, that. Too. <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't that your grind like yours last? <laughs> no, week? no, no, yeah. no. But then they don't even know their own availability. Oh, that's a terrible move. They're yeah. like, oh shit, I got, I gotta look at my calendar. It's like, well, why the fuck are you calling me then? What are we talking about? It's like I, I can do Thursday. Uh, 
Oh, hold on. Let me let me see if I can do that. The best is when they it's talk like, themselves through their their like. Oh week. my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Thursday this, at two. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, well, well. Fucking Daria or, has soccer. Fluffy's got a haircut at one thirty a.m. I gotta I gotta laminate the carpet on Fluffy's Friday. A, Fluffy's I got, a dog. I gotta I gotta got got shampoo the lawnmower in the morning. Uh, I got I gotta got reshingle uh, the fish tank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by noon, <laughs> we're expecting some serious weather. I got I gotta. I gotta <laughs> Reshingle the fish tank. Oh fuck! Yeah, I gotta shampoo the cat. I gotta, I gotta do all sorts of things. And then they're uh, like, and, uh, "Yeah, no, I can't do Thursday too. Anything else?" Yeah. They're like, oh, "Yeah, Friday at three Oh well, I gotta yeah. reshingle well, the well, fish let tank. That, let me see if that. Works. <laughs> what are we talking about? What? How do you not know your own availability? You I don't call, you called me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's what I want to say every time. It's like you, you, you called me. Like I, I don't understand what we're talking about. If you don't know when you can come in, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. There's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Um, dealing with so the, that's what grinds dealing, my gears. Dealing with the general presented pop- by population. Williams Race Gears. Presented by Williams Race Gears. Williams Race Gears presented that. So going <laughs> off of Bobby's uh, grinds my gears. Not that I don't. You guys didn't watch the Tulsa shootout at all, did you? Um, I I got home I Saturday and, and watched some of it. Emerson Axum, yes. fucking driver. I want to talk about so him. I've heard because, all about this. What happened? So he was the one that you saw flipping down the front shoot very spectacularly Post and then lawn darting it. Yeah, but it, what, that's what also not recommended. What wasn't shown in that was not only did he go out and eat. I don't know the divisions and the classes that they have there because they have like was, three million. Yeah, of them. and you could run multiple classes with the same car. Yeah, so he went out there and won one of the races. I like think his first race of the yeah, night. I think it was out. So, the first one was like. The Outlaw 600, which was the big one. That was the one, like, all the guys were running, I guess. Maybe, yeah. Maybe not. So he goes out, there, goes out there and parks it. And uh, I don't know how exactly they fell in order, but I did see... I was going to read it off my cell phone that's now recording the video, so I can't do that. But he... Uh, <laughs> How you doing? Uh, we just all wave to the camera for, he, for those that just take this through their ears, not their eyes. Yeah, and they'll he, have to go on the Patreon app to see that. Yeah, mm. he he went out there and got two hard charger awards, and then also the I think that that was two separate events. I think he ran four events, but that that wreck down the front shoot, he was digging. And we were watching this on uh, on Discord with a bunch of the pals that I'm sure we'll all get together to watch the Chili Bowl uh, next week, which is the best re- best week of the year for Discord for us. Um, Tough on the sleeping schedule. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to get real adjusted to that 2 a.m. to 6, p- or 6 a.m. sleep schedule for a couple <laughs> days. But it is it is worth it. We have a lot of fun. Um, but So we're all sitting there watching, and Emerson Axon was putting on a goddamn clinic, coming from like 6th or 7th, and just ripping the top when the top wasn't rippable. Um, and he was just making it work, and he kept picking him off, picking him off. He got to second, uh, eventually was side by side, about to take the lead. You know, if he if he could put one more corner together and just jump the jump the cushion, and uh, set him back. And there was only like three laps to go, but he kept his foot in it. Was side by side with second place, not too far back, and we we're all like about standing up. You know, a couple couple of us had our video video camera on on Discord, and just watching everyone's reaction was hilarious. And and Reagan pointed out, he's like, dude, we should have a video camera on while we're watching the Chili Bowl because like our all of our reactions would have been fucking sick. Like watching a lot that. of hooting and hollering. Yeah, there was it was wild. I mean, this kid this kid was pretty not pretty far back but even the announcers kind of counted him out with three to go and he was just ripping it making it work and uh the, that he came to the checkered flag and obviously jumped that guy's right rear and, and lawn darted it, it lost times. lost the race by half a half a tenth yeah like weren't even it was close and then proceeded to cartwheel like 
five times. And he would have been a lot. I mean, I don't know that he ever cracked the throttle. I don't. It didn't look like it. But the That's watching the replay, kind of guy right there. Watching the replay over and over again, that dude that ended up winning the race really just drove like straight into him. Like he wasn't even there. Eh. Uh, I mean, like yeah, he he obviously won the race and just kind of pushed him up. But it, it just like watching how much distance he traveled up that racetrack. I'm like, damn, he just had no, you know. I, I don't know that he had any idea that he was there, but he had no care that he was there. Uh, it, it, but whatever. Yeah, he today's up, racing in a nutshell. He ended up winning. The one thing that I did notice, or, or the one thing I took away from the the previous events of the last couple of days, is um, you know Kyle Busch has been there. He's been he's been wheeling a car. He actually he did one heat race from like yeah. eighth to first or <laughs> something Thursday, crazy like yeah, that. Not the first day um, of racing. <clears throat> but he's got Brexton there too, and Brexton's doing yeah, I was like gonna the, bring, I was gonna bring this the, up. the little buddy races or whatever. And and you know he's he's a little kid. You know he's <clears> doing junior, all right. And, he's like junior restricted. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, he, he, I think he won his C, uh, got into the B, and, and he mi- he missed the show. You know, he by two spots, by two spots, and it just one of those deals where he wasn't going to be in the race. And um, you know, the the Tulsa shootout officials were going to offer him a provisional to start the A, and whether it was his choice or Kyle's or whatever, but it was pretty much a provisional, <clears throat> just because just because he's, he's Brexton Bush, he's Kyle Bush's kid. Um, and whether it was Brexton or Kyle, I presume Kyle is yeah, the one that actually six, so. made the decision, <laughs> but um didn't race didn't, it. didn't take the provisional declined it uh my opinion very classy move uh it's one of those things where you know i myself oh shit i i've even i've taken a provisional to be in my first super late model race it wasn't my proudest moment ever so um to be able to you can you know, only take that, what's given to you right and you can't um, for that you know it's one of those things where he he's basically is under the notion you know i did i wasn't fast enough i, I wasn't good enough to but, be in the race i shouldn't be in the race i'm in the same boat i took a provisional once to get into a pass race um I didn't get a provisional because of who I was. Right. I got a provisional because they just gave everyone that was there a provisional that didn't make it. You know, you, same thing. You didn't get one because of who you were. You got one because well, they gave it to everybody. Yeah. He got one because of who he, he is, and I push, think yeah. I think Kyle was smart enough to recognize that. A, it's good to see, and I've talked about it before on here. Like when I was growing up racing, my dad wasn't the typical soccer dad, the baseball dad, the t-ball dad, whatever. My dad didn't care about winning races. He didn't care about winning trophies. He wanted to build a good race car driver. And it's, I think Kyle said it the same way. Um, teach him that, hey, you didn't make the fucking race, dude. You well, don't get to race. That's I, just that's just how it goes. You know. I and, think both Kyle and Kurt, honestly, they have quite the repertoire of how to not do things. Um, <laughs> yeah. So maybe they've learned from that and they're going to transfer that over to Brexton. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's cool to see that mentality to someone – you know, Kyle's not that old either, realistically. No. Well, 36, um, 38 you know, maybe. You know, Brexton is, you know, single digits. So it's cool to be able to instill that or have the the uh, wherewithal to be able to instill that into a kid who, quite honestly, he's he's got it made. Yeah. You know, your, your dad is Kyle Bush. Your mother's also very well known. You're never going to have to, like, if that if he didn't want to, he would never have to work. No, probably not. Um. So he's, he's you know, very much going through racing and coming up through the ranks. And, you know, Kyle, even though he's got everything in the planet that he'd ever need, you know, if you don't make the show, you're not in it. And, and that's, that's cool. <clears throat> very similar to a story. I'm sure you guys heard it when Kevin Harvick was on the Dale Jr. Download. Kevin Harvick's son, Keelan, similar of age, running go-karts, uh, let up on a qualifying lap. And Kevin, so what, what was that all about, buddy? Oh, it's qualified. It don't matter. Still qualified second, third, fourth, whatever. Kevin says, oh, okay, qualified don't matter, huh? Goes to the steward. We'll take tail in this race. Keelan flips out, you know, all upset. You know, what? Why am I starting last? And he says, well, if you don't think qualifying matters, dude, it don't. Start last. 
kid won the race anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> take that and shove it, dad. But, yeah. but either way, like I said, it's, it's, it's cool to see that these guys are, are basically not trying to breed the prototypical rich racer kid. Right. And I think that's probably why Kyle made that move. Cause he didn't want the public outcry of oh, you got a provision just cause you're Kyle Bush's kid. Well, but also too, though, everybody's bitching that he's in the Tulsa shootout. Yeah, people and it's, are, I don't even understand. It's the absolutely argument. asinine. I wasn't even going to touch on that aspect. People are like legitimately think that Kyle Bush who struggled, struggled running the Tulsa shootout in the middle of January is the same thing as him stepping down and winning truck races. Like they think it's the same exact thing. It's like you there Kyle Bush is an incredibly talented race car driver. He weren't the fiftieth best race car driver in that building this weekend. No. <clears throat> Probably I mean, not. on dirt, really. Realistically. Yeah, but I mean Kyle though, he's also I think underrated in terms of going outside of the asphalt world like he's he's, he's a racer he wants to fucking yeah. race if i'm towing my kids go kart all the way out there fuck yeah i'm gonna find my own 600 to yeah. jump into it when money is no object oh fuck yeah i'd race every time well especially you know again going back to kyle and kurt like they everybody knows what we know today but all too often people forget that yeah they've got two cup championships they won every race that could ever possibly possibly be fucking won but you know, they very much didn't have much coming from, you know, outside no. of Vegas. They they very much built everything that they have and, and, and got to the point, you know, that they're at now with the help of, like, you know, mom, dad, and, you know, hard fucking work. And, you know, if if you're to the point in life where you've busted your balls, you've won two cup championships, you've won every race that there is to, to win, and, you know, you want to enjoy a weekend with your kid, let the fucking guy do what he wants to do. I don't understand yeah. it. NASCAR Twitter is just straight toxicity anyway straight up so mainly anything mainly anything that's an internet group it's just the one thing i've noticed though i think it's just a straight up strictly nascar fan that doesn't totally understand the world of motorsports they're not real racers they're not real racers they they like the the pageantry they like the you know, it's on TV. I can sit on. It's no that the squared off NASCAR fan is no different than you and I sitting on the couch. You know, we talked about this last week or when Greg was here. It's no different than us sitting on the couch with fucking Cheeto dust in our belly buttons, watching the Olympics, telling the guy that who didn't do a triple fucking sow cow backflip maneuver. You know, calling him a piece of shit. Yeah, look it's at like that third string quarterback with no reps this week. He fucking stinks. No, that guy could dominate any fucking flag football game anywhere in the world. But yeah. the fact that he's a bum third string quarterback and <laughs> listens to us scrutinize him yeah it's it's no different and you know kyle bush you know especially when you're especially when you're getting outside of nascar you're going to like the snowball derby things like that as far as i'm concerned you go to the snowball derby there are drivers in that race that are far more talented than half the cup series drivers oh yeah same thing when you go to the you know chili bowl tulsa shootout there are drivers there that could absolutely wax half of the cup series drivers in any any form of motorsport but it's just it's, it's apples and fucking bananas another thing too that people don't understand it's more than just driving like, it's a lot more than driving that. the race car is only part of the equation mm-hmm. Yeah, you got those Patreon questions queued up. Yeah, yeah. I think we exhausted Brad with our, which is that that no, used, I, that that used that, to happen so much. Me and Charlie would just get <laughs> fucking going on a rant, and Brad's just sitting there like, you don't really have much to offer here, so I'm just gonna let these guys go. No, I, I have I have things to offer. I just kind of sit back and just you know I don't want to try to hey hey wait no guys just wait, raise your stop. hand. Hey. <laughs> yeah, on video <laughs> class. So, 
I have a question. So all the times that we reference the, the the camera that we never have, we we now have one. Whether you can hear us or not, we don't know. This is kind of a trial run. Work but, in progress. This is a pre um, preseason. Yeah, we'll probably end yeah. up having to put our lapel mics on next week, but uh, well, we'll see how it sounds. And, and that's okay. Uh, but one thing though, uh, on the Patreon app. So head on over wherever you get your apps from. Look up Patreon. Look up the Black Flag Podcast. Uh, you hear it at the beginning of the show now. Uh, Bradley goes through all, all the cool stuff that you get there. But uh, newest post says back to a three man crew. BT three rejoins the program full time in twenty twenty two starting tonight. Drop some questions if you have them below. So this is the cool shit that you get on Patreon. If you head on over there, become a pet a, a pal if you will. You get to participate in shit like this. Now first question from Cameron Jackson regarding. Straight to you, Bob. Uh, what was the biggest reason for you coming back? Um, I miss doing it. You know, I had a lot of fun doing it. I like doing this type of stuff. I've done, you know, race announcing before, which I feel like is similar. And I listen to a lot of podcasts at work, so I feel like I, I can take, you know, things that work and shows that I listen to and, and try to bring them here and try to help, you know, this grow. I'm not trying to help myself up, but this thing fucking grew a lot when I came on the first time. And obviously I'm not expecting that this time. I just like coming on here and shooting the shit with you guys. And, and, and I spent a lot more time with you guys this summer, you know, doing other things. So it just seemed like it, the timing was right. Like I said, I'm in a much better place mentally now. Um, my schedule timing wise, it, it, it's like everything came together. Um, as like the right time to do it. And like I said, I just <clears throat> mainly just fucking miss doing it. Yeah. That, that's something I didn't really put together actually was that when you were on the show, you know, our weekends were always completely opposite or separate, you know, because you were off doing something else <clears throat> or you weren't able to travel. And yeah, this year you were part of basically like, you know, most of the, at least, you know, speed weeks and, you know, a lot of, a lot of the big weekends that yeah, I that missed we out on the snowball so. derby. Um, would like to try to do that someday, but like I went to Wall, like that. Yep. Going to Wall in the middle of November, seven hours away. First off, I hate being cold. Um, but like that's something I would have never done, and, and I was glad I did. And I'm glad I also didn't wear my Justin Brown sweatshirt tonight because I almost <laughs> did. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't even know what I'm wearing. Oh. Yeah, that's a side note we can rip off from Freddie Kraft. If uh, this video de- deal, the deal, this video deal works and is popular, and you want to see your logo on our bodies send us free ship <laughs> i love t-shirts and hats i love not spending money on clothes yeah that's my favorite um so next question here uh matt scene uh any openings this coming season on the race team roster for a make a wish kid uh same goes to sam Warren racing enterprises i'm sure that goes out to uh timmons <clears throat> racing enterprises as well too i've never told any or i've always said anyone's welcome to come hang out i can't guarantee we're gonna put you to work because i got a pretty yeah. good group of guys that i race with and super modifieds are fairly easy. You know, the majority of the work's done at the shop. You know, you get to the oh, racetrack yeah. and you make sure it runs, and one, you check rear stagger and you check air in the wing. That's well, pretty one much thing it. that I will say is that it's it's much easier to get people to the racetrack than it is to the shop. Oh yeah, um, that's that's been the case forever and, and always. But I'll tell you right now, Matt, if you want to come to Wiscasset or wherever the fuck Star, we're bringing any maybe. sort of race car, whether it's me, out. Bobby, just come hang out. If you want to help, I'll pay for your pit pass or something or buy you a hot dog or fucking maybe nothing at all. But we'll uh, certainly uh, and, uh, drink beer after the race because yes. I'm the only guy on my crew that drinks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, and, and if it rains, occasionally we'll have like just a sing along dance party. Oh, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> an, I didn't even touch on that in my review, but I was all right. We already talked about it. Last uh, time. Yeah. Follow up question from Matt. Uh, any chance the gaggle is traveling to Allentown? Uh, I would love to. Um, I. I think that the biggest thing was we were all hot and horny, gonna go to Allentown, like have to go, because our good pal Jake Rogers, 
He's the equipment guy for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He lives in Allentown. Yeah, he, they he, they he, play at the arena that the race is at. Right, <laughs> and then Bradley brought up the point. He's like, well, wait a minute. If there's race cars on the surface in which there's typically ice, that means the hockey team's not there, which means that Jake isn't there, which means that we have no fucking reason to go to Allentown other than seeing the same exact thing that you would see in Atlantic City. Yeah, it was tough. Like, um, <laughs> When I go indoor racing, for those who don't know, I help Matt Janish and plan on doing it for uh, – Atlantic City and potentially Syracuse, and I would love to go to Allentown. It's just I've pretty much tried to cut off anything that's going to cost an exorbitant amount of money until Atlantic City. So traveling to Allentown, it'd be the cheapest indoor race to go. Matt also lives in Nazareth. I believe it's next town over, close to it. You know, I could stay with him. Wouldn't, but I got a lot of other things going on this weekend. Obviously, the Augusta Car Show. Um, friend of the program, Derek Nealon's having a little get together for some of us at his house Saturday night. Got that planned, and then my birthday is Sunday, which I'm trying to not do anything for but knowing my mother she'll probably plan some big i'm sure you have dinner plans that night that you're not aware of yeah so just a tough weekend to go to um would love to i've never uh, that allentown's one of the ones i think i've done every other indoor race you know done trenton um actually i missed baltimore that was a one-shot deal and had plans on doing syracuse but that didn't happen but um yeah maybe one of these years yeah, I was I was uh I was all in until I I made that connection. I messaged Jake and I was like, yeah. I didn't even think of that until now. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like, hey pal, um, I'm assuming that when the indoor racing is in town, that means you're out of town. He's like, yeah, you can stay at the house if you'd like though. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm all out on that. But uh, then then we had uh, obviously Max McLaughlin on a couple of weeks ago, and it seems like uh, he lives in the general vicinity of Syracuse, so might uh, might have to take his. His, yeah, Syracuse is the weekend before Hickory, and Syracuse is about six hour travel. So you could kind of, you could make. For me, the biggest thing is time. Like I'd, I'd probably have to drive back Saturday night, um, which would suck. But it, that'll be a that'll be a game time decision for Syracuse for sure. But uh, yeah. So last question, and leave it to Scott with one T Fowler <laughs> to ask this uh, again on Patreon. If you, if you're a pal, you get to ask us shit like this. If you were sandwiched, you know, on second thought, I'm not really sure I missed doing this this much because my mom listens to this show, and so does my aunt. Uh, um, <laughs> well, maybe you should say you'd back up into your dad because he's not going to listen to it. I guess. I <laughs> oh, <God>. just. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna suffocate myself to death. Yeah. I'm gonna use the dead parent card here, and I'm gonna say backwards because you know ashes. Oh, that oh, didn't make man. it any better, dude. <laughs> no. no, no, that wasn't better. No. Scott, uh, Scott, I paid so much money for you to take a fucking nap at PTs <laughs> just for you to ask some shit like that, dude. Come on. I hope that I hope that on, you both man. realize that I'm gonna bleep that whole entire question out, and we're just gonna get our reactions. There's 100. <laughs> yeah, percent yeah. That's a big brain move on you, Bradley, editor over here. That's a fuck of a move. Yeah, that's because uh, that question was egregious and, and unnecessary. Hey, but put, put the unedited <laughs> clip on Patreon. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, buy your Patreon. That means fuck. I don't even pay for the Patreon, so I guess I'm gonna have to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're <laughs> that's such you're a... part of the 
You're, part, you're part of the call. Could just give me the long <laughs> information, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Was that the last question? Uh, it was. Uh, it was, yeah. Killer, uh, Scott. Yeah. Killer. You are a fucking clown, dude. He, he's, he's an idiot. Clown. Fuck. He, he's one of our He's idiots. a hell of a time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Scott. He's a, yeah, he's hilarious. He's something. Yeah, not, uh, sure. I don't have very many selfies on my phone, uh, but I sure have one of a stripper with her boobies in his face while he's passed out, and I'm just smiling like I fucking won one race. <laughs> <laughs> what a time! What a time! Yeah, that was a that was a good time. Uh, Scott Lunty Fowler, he can stay. Uh, yeah. That one right there. Yeah, he's a friend of the program. Yeah, member. We'll of the have to have him on sometime just to see what comes out of his mouth. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, can't even. Imagine. It's just an hour and a half of just the bleep track. He did. He's got a. He had a cup of coffee as a race car driver, didn't he? Run a yeah, he was a Thursday there. guy. He yeah. actually won some shit. Yeah. Like, he yeah. think he's won an enduro. He's yeah. he's some done he's done some stuff. shit. Yeah, yeah he. Yeah. The problem is, is that he is, he's a liability. He's about two pickles shy of a sandwich, and he <laughs> fucking just doesn't doesn't. We, there's we, no fucks to the give. Day, the day after the the Christmas party that we all went to the strip club, we go to lunch at Texas Roadhouse, and Max cooks and orders corn, and Scott just looks at the waitress and goes, "He eats it the long way," <laughs> <laughs> like that, like. Like as as serious as could be. Speaking of corn, Tim Tom ordered fucking three ears of it. Well, chili. he ordered one and got three. Uh, I thought he ordered two. And Maybe well, he ordered whatever. two. But you got really aggressive with it. Too. It was a, it was a yeah. weird fuck. That was a that was a weird night. We we made our way from the family section where we were sitting to the bar eventually to close it down. Like yeah, we I think, didn't. Live. I think we got forced out of there. Yeah, and, uh, a fraggle made its way to yeah. the normal bar, and we stayed there for another like hour and a half. Yeah, we we and we didn't. We I think we just milked like one beer, kind of just yeah, talking, shooting got, the shit, yeah, and then me and Marg and Rusty, we were just, just hanging out, and all of a sudden they start turning the TVs off, the lights start going off. We're like, when do you guys close? She was like ten. We looked down, it's ten thirty-five. We're like, oh shit, okay, um, all right, well, I guess we'll head out. She's like, no, guys, take your time. <laughs> Really, you guys, you guys are uh, funny to listen to. Because <laughs> yeah. imagine this, just with no microphones, because that's pretty much when we go to the bar. It's just the, it's yeah. the same so, shit. A little bit yeah. more uncensored. Which, that was the whole point of the show. Too. Which is why Karen got mad, probably. But you get that. Karen's yeah. a cunt. She probably wouldn't True. enjoy this show. Yeah. True. I didn't. Yeah. Don't want to be friends with her anyway. <laughs> the show that I was on yesterday, of course, I had to do a shameless plug. You know, mention that I was on this show. And he's like, oh, well, tell me about it. And I'm like, uh, it's not safe for work that's for damn sure <laughs> yeah i tried yeah. to dumb it down and undersell it big time i was like oh you know we got some buddies you know we all just travel around to races and we recap our shenanigans and kind of just left it at that like eh. yeah that's hey, a that's... very mild way to put it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we it's probably yeah well whatever even if they just listen once it's one more listen than we didn't have yeah. come for the race cars stay for the people yeah absolutely yeah. What, what i just realized it's a it's appropriate that this is 148 Oh, yeah, I was a forty-eight there for for a couple two six years. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so what do we got this weekend, boys? I think we kind of already touched on a little bit, but I guess we're kind of winding weekend? down here. Augusta Car Show Friday night. Yeah, find yep. us all there. I think. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there. Probably Friday is the only night that works for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, probably, probably take you up on that offer because then I'm gonna come back and go to work on Sunday, so I can afford Atlantic City and Speed Weeks. Yeah. Those are. Uh, them being back to usually, back. Usually, usually we make a weekend out of that. Like that's usually like people get rooms. Like we I went back there, and listened like, to just because I've been bored at work. A lot of my favorite shows have been on you know vacation with the holidays. I went back and listened to the show we did from the Augusta Car Show two years holy ago. Holy fuck, that was a rough one. Yeah, that was, been, that was a that tough was, one. There, <laughs> there was there was six, I was six or seven. I was there was gonna, a, lot, a lot going on. I was gonna kill Rusty. Yep. Yeah. He was. He was. He was Russell. Yeah, yep. I was gonna kill. Totally him. forgot that I had brought Brandon Barker with me, and he slept through the entire episode. Sure did. 
Um, then we had Jeremy and Brian Kruzak. Jeremy, I don't think he drinks. As in Davis. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Jeremy Davis. He doesn't drink, so he was pretty well sober, but Brian was... Yep. He was Brian. <laughs> it was a good time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much told you where you shit in the woods, then you yeah. told him where he shits in the woods, <laughs> and then you guys hugged it out, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Extensive recap of the... I kept calling it a street stock race at Lee that you guys wrecked each other. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah, we'll be bringing. Then, <clears throat> then uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but there was a tampon that went from car to car uh, during the. Yep, that ended up in your too, car, <laughs> which ended well, up started promptly, in your car. Promptly back in his car <laughs> with like five other ones, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll be bringing the uh, the road mics to record a podcast up to Augusta this year. No, so, no. and that's okay. I yeah, think. yeah, that's, yeah, okay. that's, that's yeah, fine. We're we're maturing as a show, like. Oh, as a show. Because, I mean, a lot of the shows that I did on the first go-around, we were fucking bombed. Yeah. Like, some of the earlier shit, like, is unlistenable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... it's My favorite ones were, like... Incoherent rambling. We, we went to the Oktoberfest and did a show before the races. And then we sat in the bar for six hours and did a show after. And it was, like... It was two different shows. Two different groups of humans. <laughs> like... Remember, remember the Oxford one, too? Oh, yeah. We the, the first same 250? You, you and Neyland had literally no. a pissing contest. No, the first two fifty show it wasn't the two, no, not the two fifty. The one that we did like in the parking lot. Do you oh, remember that? Oh yeah, it was like some. It was just some mid-summer pass race. We did. It one was like f- outside of turn one. Yeah, we did it? it before the race, though, right? Yeah, we was did it, it before the race. Did then we, we went and did it because we remember. Let's do the Jeopardy music in between. Oh yeah, yeah. and then oh, we yeah. did that, and then came back, and that was another one. Just real big brains on fucking us. Jeopardy music. shit house for the Tough second yeah. that second two or the first two fifty show where we did the same thing. I was gonna kill Alex. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then like it was tough because we had I think we had two microphones. Yeah, so I was at the table with one, and you guys were at the table at the other with Neeland, and there was so many people that what I and we didn't have the headphones, so what I was saying, you guys weren't hearing. No, yeah, sure. there was a lot of talking yeah, over each other. It was, it was a lot of yelling tough. from the fucking crowd in the background, yeah. and then like I said, Charlie and Neeland had literally a pissing contest behind the campers. Like nothing I would love to do someday is like a live show at a racetrack where you could get a crowd of people and do a little bit of crowd work, but some of that stuff was like, yeah, they, you have to be set up for that though, and we can't and we, be. Fucking we were very bombed. much. No, we were very much like. <laughs> Like very new at this still, and we're like, yeah, we'll just let's have a plastic beer pong table and have forty people yelling at the same time. It'll be awesome. Yeah, and it wasn't. <laughs> no. It was terrible. No, it was not it, uh, and, ideal. And, yeah, that was uh, I think the precursor to Alex eventually getting struck in the face. Uh, I think that we could probably later. make some something do with uh, the microphone setup that we have now. We'd have to get another one of them, and then we yeah, would all have to be wearing lapel mics, and then have the actual physical microphone in the crowd, like getting passed Which, around to coherent people that yeah, aren't you can screaming. Get, you and, can get party speakers with microphones that you could probably do that. You would just need to get like eight of them and link them all up. But, yeah, but uh, there's a way to do it. I'm sure further on down the line. Yeah, yeah. Where well, it's it's a this whole thing's a work in progress. Work in progress. Has been for. Well, three years now. Yeah. yeah, and it's in Speed Weeks will be three years because the first show was Bradley and I doing like a snake draft for the one f- day twenty five one fifty six. If you're going in weekly order, one fifty six would be three years worth of shows. So. Yep. Yep. And there, there is a cut. Well, actually, yeah, I guess because all the midweek shows were like eighty eight point five or yeah. whatever. And I think we yeah. lost count there for a little bit, a little while. There was some shows that weren't numbered. So yeah, really ish. No, I, no. This is the. I know I it think, for a fact that this is the. I think number. we're on track. Yeah, uh, f- as in week wise, main show. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. there might have been. Well, we took a week off. Uh, we did. Yeah, we with, had some weeks off with my dad. Yeah. 
Yeah, that yeah. was a week off. Yeah, yep. um, which which we might very well be taking there... off that Monday of Speed Weeks as well. Yeah, the early days of the show, I'm pretty sure we we missed a couple. Yeah, yeah, we uh, used to every once in a while be like, no show this week. We'll we'll we be just, back at it the week after. So I just I know it was Speed Weeks. I do I do want to do one in Florida though. It yeah, would be cool as like a this is our first weekend show. Well, Maybe. we can most definitely bring the the road mics and you know even just I even got thinking too like <clears throat> instead of trying to jam them in our luggage, ship them down there. Like, yeah, leave them here. Have like somebody's. I thought you were gonna say jam them up your ass. No, no, no. <laughs> ship them in a UPS box oh. to an Airbnb. Do the show and then ship them back so that you don't have to try to cram a bunch of shit unnecessary. It's gotta be cheaper than luggage. a fucking checking a bag. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have to check a bag it anyway. Yeah, but, and I'm way. never a check bag guy. And I when I booked flights for Rusty Margaret, and I was like, man, fucking time to be an adult. Buy a suitcase, check a bag. Yeah, for, yeah, for how much we've been going to places and doing stuff, like I'm, I'm, I would invest in just luggage. Like, yeah. yeah, it's something that I Walmart need. has rolly suitcases. The, the backpack, <laughs> the backpack and fucking you know drawstring bag can yeah. only get you so yeah, far. Alpine Star driving gear bag yeah. that the zippers are blowing out yeah. of it because it's bursting at the seams. The only clothes. the only time I've ever used a suitcase was Speed Weeks last year. Every other trip that we've gone on, just a backpack, and yeah. uh, it's made it work. But you know, it, it's hard because I usually pack all the recording equipment, so. Uh, half of my backpack is the recording equipment and then i have like three t-shirts and clearly no pairs of shorts for going to florida in december um that was a fun trip but yeah, uh i gotta buy i have no shorts that fit yeah yeah i've already been i was sitting there at work today thinking i'm like fuck i gotta buy some shit before florida because florida's uh right around the corner huh. coming up i guess <laughs> we've talked about it brad but i got we got to tell the, the listeners um so the the speed weeks trip we're all flying out on the same flight on a friday out of bangor allegiant um, so I went to book flights, this is probably two weeks ago now, and Brad sent me what flight he was on, both of you were on, and so I was like, yeah, well, it was the only one leaving Bangor that day, so I'm going through the seat selection, and I believe there's 35 rows, six seats per row. You have window, middle, aisle, you know, vice versa. Now, each seat has a dollar value if you want to sit. In first class, it's like $60 a seat. If you want to sit in rows 4 through 10, it's 35 If you want rows 11 through 20, it's 15 So I was like, well, I'll, I'll go with the $15 seats. You know, then put me, Rusty, Margaret, all in the same row. And I that was it. There might have been 12 seats taken up ahead of me. There was none taken up behind me. Except on the very back row, the middle seat on each row was $1. And both of those seats were selected. And I said, Brad... Did you pick those seats? You bet like, your no. ass, Bob. You bet your ass. <laughs> to save to save the company $28, a piece. you two motherfuckers are going to be sitting in the back row in the middle seat. Bob, I, I did, can't. Did he tell you about the flight back from fucking uh, Washington, D.C., where we sat in the very last row with no window? Yeah, I well, yeah. I had no idea that there was no window. I've never no been window. on an airplane that had no window. I am a big I'm a big back of the plane connoisseur. Uh, it's where all the cool kids sat on the bus. So um, it's also the least likely place to die. Yeah, in a plane crash. yeah, that's also kind of part of my my. <laughs> well, thought, you'll but... at least see a few other people die before you. Yeah, well, no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting there, or we we get into the the flight, which Delta was. That was a that flight was unbelievable. You were watching the football game. Yeah, um, that the plane. Was the nicest plane I've ever I, I've I've, yeah. I've planed often in my life. That was the hands down nicest airplane I've ever been. It was brand new. Like yeah. every t every seat had a TV in it. I could watch the football game. Fucking whatever. You know, put some earbuds in. You're, you're watching TV. We we just picked the one row with no window. I I had no idea that there was no window yeah. there. But yeah. you bet your ass. What do you, what do you need to middle. fucking see? Yes. I know. That's why I had the flight tracker up just so that I could see where we were fucking going. You know, just in case we were 
know, about to land or whatever. Because if all of a sudden you're just sitting there and you just fucking shake, because I, you know, I usually have MGK or Mac Miller full blast in my ears, so I'm not listening to whatever the fucking flight attendant or whoever's talking is saying. We'll be landing in four seconds. <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> I'm like, oh fuck! I didn't even get a text out to my loved ones. Um, but yeah, no, one dollar on those last seats is going to be clutch. Uh, I'm really just banking on them not filling that back well, row, and we're just going to end the up. The fact with, that the you know. we're now 38 days away um, from leaving, and this was probably two weeks ago, and the fact that there was 12 seats taken on this 180, I think. Yeah. Uh, see, see the way. See, I think though that the the fact that it's a flight from Bangor, Maine which is nothing to Basically Daytona every single person there is going to the racetrack. Yeah, yeah, which was funny last year. I know I talked about it when I was on, but um our flight we flew to Portsmouth last time and there was no flights out of Portsmouth this time around that I that I wanted to make work, which is why we chose Bangor, but it was like half of our friends, you know, you know yeah. Dan and Yippa and Bodwell and all them and it was hilarious. They drank the plane out of Bud Light and it was everybody was ready to go and so I'll be interested to see, like you said, coming out of Bangor, if it's, if it's the same, if it's different. My flight back last year, all of 18 people on the entire plane, which was pretty mint. I hope that they have Bud Light. Ice cold Bud Light on the wide. plane. Wide. Because Bobby and I already have this planned out, that we are going to get off the plane, we're going to get our rental cars, and we are going to go either check into our Airbnb or vice versa. Probably should check straight in. Straight to Cruising Cafe. Straight to Cruising Cafe, 100%. Yeah. I'm going to sit in that Dale Earnhardt booth car. Yeah, fuck yeah. I think our yeah. stickers are still there. You want to race? I'll, I'll take Jarrett. I'll fucking I'll run Just right into you. take one for the fucking team. <laughs> yeah, but. there could be. We added a BFP stickers to the contingency lineup of some of those cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you they're still there. Probably. I, I would be shocked if they weren't. And we're going to... I don't think they would even notice. No. Uh, There's no shock. They did rip the ones off the bathroom wall, though. Oh, cunts. Oh, why? What happened? Um... <laughs> Was it that obvious? Yeah. <laughs> well, if that wasn't the green thirteen under it was. Um, so the the that, way that that's tough. The way that our uh, our our <clears throat> planning goes for the, this podcast is um, typically about a month and a, and a half before everything's supposed to go. We're like, oh fuck, we're going. Like it's just in our heads, like we're doing this, yeah, for sure. And then we're like, oh fuck, we have nothing. So I just throw it all on my credit card. Yeah. So that uh, that extra, you know. $28 a person was going to fucking add up. Man. Here's another idea I came up with too. I was telling Brad about the other night, Charlie. Um, so you remember across the street from Cruising Cafe was that like wicked touristy yeah. tourist shop? Yeah. So all we're going to have Tourist Tuesday. Sold. Where we all go in there and put like a $25 limit on it and you got to buy an outfit for the day for New Smyrna that night. Fucking sold. And we're, we all got to commit to it. We all That's... need to roll into New Smyrna looking like complete fucking Daytona Beach USA with like a straw hat and a tie-dye t-shirt. That's where those Let's Go Brandon hats came yeah, from. Yeah, from, yeah. from fucking... Uh, I want like a uh, Fox Racing Monster Energy Daytona Beach USA tie-dye t-shirt. But it's like yeah. half peeling off because it's only a huge transfer. <laughs> yeah, for sure going to throw this all in the trash and not bring it back home with me. But, yeah. but just imagine our gaggle of probably the eight or ten of us that are going. Just We just show up to New Smyrna completely look like Taurus. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. I've dude. never been more in on something ever. <laughs> well, it's even on the dock. We got to look at the uh, the schedule of events for that weekend. Cause I, saw... I just picked Tuesday because it was liter- alliteration. Yeah, but... yeah. Yeah, definitely. Taurus. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Taurus Thursday at the big track would not be as fun. Um, and we'd, you'd kind of just fit in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR fans. But I did notice that Volusia, I don't believe, races on Sunday, which is a big oh, kick in the I dick know. because Volusia, that, Sunday was like the go-to, like, right, we might Sunday, as well go to Volusia. Right, we had Sunday afternoon World of Outlaws racing, and then we got to catch the Superb Owl. Um, I was kind of thinking just trying to find a Superb Owl party. Yeah. I don't even go to New Smyrna that night. I am down. 
Yeah, I mean, that there's makes sense. We're going to just make a party. There's got to be a cool bar somewhere. Like, we didn't really get to explore much. You know, we hit the Oyster Pub, and we hit Wing Haas. Where we watched the Super Bowl last year, not going to that place. That no. Was, that was a tremendous failure on our behalf. It seemed like, that seemed like a hole in the wall that you'd find in, like, downtown Portland, which is fine. Which it, I it was, loved every minute of yeah. it. It just, they weren't very welcoming. No. They, yeah, we walked in. You and were they, very much the folk. They're like, you're not from around here, are you? Like, what are you guys doing here? I was like, well, we're hungry, and you guys have a giant TV with the football game on. They're like, Oh, all right. Well, we might have a couple beers in the bag if you guys want them. Yeah, it was it was pretty fucking aggressive. I, I do know rough. that I do know that our over under for Beachside Tavern is set way above one this year. Yeah, uh, Beachside was, Tavern was a place great was time. Awesome. I barely remember going there. I'm gonna try to be better at my decision making for when we go back this time. I'll um, just cut off on all the hardcore drugs. Yeah, <sighs> true. Fuck yeah! How are we supposed to fly um, all those yeah. drugs down? <laughs> All the guts out of this so that they don't work anymore. See, I was thinking of upgrading my Planet Fitness membership to a black card so that I can hit up the Daytona (laughs) uh, Planet Fitness. But if we're just going to do drugs, I don't need to go to the gym. So I got to cut roughly from 133 (laughs) (laughs) to 135. yeah, no, but Beachside Tavern was a great time, and I know that we'll be there more than once this year. Um, and I'm sure that we'll hit all the local spots again. Tourist Tuesday, all in. Uh, I think that, you know, Charlie was just talking about us doing our little snake draft picks or whatever for the for Daytona. I think that this year what we should do is uh, we should we should actually make our picks. Like, we'll do a snake draft again each week. You know, you get to pick first, and then it's me, whatever. But uh, make it for money and uh, take some of the Patreon cash and 100 Hundred two hundred dollars, and just the end of the year, whoever's you know top of the leaderboard, yeah. They get so the, what, money. the DBC does it right. They basically you just get a point if you if you beat the other two. Yeah, is that how how yep. they do it? Yeah, something like that. So then we could just we could just run through the you know it at least keeps us on track with you know talking about racing, um, and at least the races that are coming up, and you know we'll we'll be able to show off all of our our knowledge, you know, because we have a lot of it. So I don't even. Know I feel like when it comes to that anymore. shit though. <laughs> When it comes to that shit, like picking like winners and shit, we actually have a fairly decent record. I feel, whether it's short track stuff, NASCAR stuff, like I feel like we're always in the ballpark. I, I, I did say no, it was kind of a broad pick, but I did say that Chandler Smith was gonna win the Derby. I just also said maybe it was also gonna be Casey Smith or I think you said one Cole of the Butcher. Smiths. Well, basically one of the Donnie Wilson cars, yeah. but oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, because the last two years I said Ty Majeski and Chandler Smith, so I already I, think, I already told I told everyone that next year going in I'm going to have to pick Derek Griffith. I think 2022 snowball derby winner is going to be Cole Butcher. Okay, well I'm just saying you're really like, jumping the shark. I'm just here. saying. <laughs> I feel like three weeks ago you said a different name, so we're gonna. I think I said Cole Butcher. I don't know. Maybe. Deej Trudeau probably, loves to go back and re-listen to old shows, so he'll, he'll he can go now. back and figure it out. Perfect. Yeah. 48. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. Jimbo. Marcello Refrano. Yeah. Bobby uh, Timmons. Yeah. Yep. Derek Gluchaki. Ben, ben Rowe drove the car before And or Keith Rocco in that yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Grand State Which car. was also. Kenny uh, Wallace had a Larry, Bush car that was 48. Larry Gelinas. Uh, a little uh, bit there. 48. Uh, James Hilton in the Arca series. Yep. This is going to be the best video content that they get is us just sitting here every time we're like... I'm literally rocking. <laughs> I'm like looking at the die cast. 40, yeah. I don't see any 48s. I mean, it's obviously NASCAR. Jimmy Thad Johnson. Moffitt's grandson will be a 48. I don't know if they skipped the even number. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think on like a local level. I, like nobody, 
Like when I no, picked it's, 48. It's never been like yeah, a, when I picked 48, I was like, nobody, nobody has 48. Will Potter. Yeah, Will Potter was a 48 truck. My buddy Kendall, his legend car was 48. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a Jimmy Johnson fan. Jimbo Slice. Yeah. James Jonathan. I think that runs through it. I got to go watch Ben's farewell tour. Oh, the big Ben Roethlisberger. Is he dead? Football. No, I don't oh. even like Ben Roethlisberger to begin with. I've been a Steelers fan for all of six years, um, and Ben, you know, I, I I don't hate Big Ben at all, but I've had one Big Ben experience, which made me dislike him, and uh, it was very much he seems uh, like an asshole. Uh, I I feel like I feel like he's not, but just the one experience that I had, he very much was. So uh, he had gotten injured, I think, the week before. I'd went to the Steelers game. Um, I was a big Penguins fan, obviously, so you could go to their practices and watch the Penguins practice, and you know, it was just a real like cool Lemieux Sports Complex setup, brand new facility. And, uh, you know, every once in a while you run into Mario Lemieux. You could meet Sidney Crosby there basically every single day, um, which was super cool. And, and, you know, you'd get lucky. You'd meet a lot of the guys that, you know, you, you watch on TV. And so uh, I'm sitting there, and, and we've been sitting out there in the cold for a very long time. And, you know, it's really just it's a day that sucks, like especially Pittsburgh. You know, it was ice cold in the middle of January. You're sitting there waiting for the Penguins players to come in. Well, practice had just started, so... You know, there's probably like 20 of us and 15 people left. There's only five of us standing there as the players like drive in, and uh, so there's this really like, like fresh out of the woods looking fucking lifted Jeep, like Wrangler pulls in, and it, it this thing is like camo has like fucking fake leaves off the side of it. I mean, this thing is f- fucked, <laughs> um, and so. All of a sudden, we're standing there just shooting the shit, like, not really giving a care in the world. We're like, oh, all the Penguins players are already in, so, like, there's, there's going to be no one walking in. Well, Ben Roethlisberger starts walking towards us, and none of us, like, even noticed until he was, like, already through the door. So then we, like, looked down the hallway. We're like, holy fuck, that was Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I just gone to the game. I was like, oh, I'll get my ticket, get him to sign it. They just, like, waxed the bangles or something. And uh, so we were just sitting out there waiting. There's five of us. He walks out. In the minute he got to the door, pushed the door open stopped, closed the door, reached into his pocket, faked like he was on the phone call, and walked right by all five of us, all with, like, Steelers stuff in, and just goes, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be home soon. And, like, didn't even get to his car before he was off the phone and just threw his phone to the passenger side, got in, drove off, and I was like, all right, I mean, this guy doesn't owe me anything, but that was just kind of a dick move. There was, like, two There was like two little kids. and Yeah, How many times has that happened to him? You got to do it for oh, the kids, but on the flip side, like I told this story, too, when we saw Kyle Larson at Volusia last year, you had grown-ass men, like, fangirling yeah. over him. Like, sign my 12 hero cards. Like, who brings a pack of hero cards? To, like, it wasn't advertised that Kyle Larson was going to be there. Like, nobody yeah. knew that. He just kind of, like... Tried to yeah. sneak up the back of the grandstands to go in the press box to be left alone, and this dude comes over with a stack of McDonald's fucking forty-two hero cards, and and that sucks. And I remember watching that. So that's was, why that's why guys act like Ben it was, it was funny to just like sit there and like video record like all these people coming up to Kyle Larson because like we were standing standing know, right behind us. Feet we could have turned around, dapped him up, said hi. None of us said a fucking yeah, word. to no him. No one, no one did anything to him. And like that's typically how I'd act. Like, and I never, I didn't, that I didn't say anything. Like, hey Ben, can you sign this? I literally just stood there, kind of assuming that he would, just right, because there's only right. five of us, and not only that. But the way that the whole facility was like set up, it was basically like wall and then like a hundred yards of nothing before the door. So no one would have been able to come and rush him on the way to his Jeep. Um, he, he just didn't take the time out of the time out of his day for those kids that actually had like Steelers like jerseys and shit with them. And I was like, ah, yeah, kind of an asshole, but you got to do it for the kids. But. That's not the only reason why he's an asshole, but uh, that's you get that. I'm sure, that girl's family doesn't like him either. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this has been episode 148. Yeah, next time yep. you guys hear from me, I'll be 29 years of age. Wow. Yuck. You're almost 30. You're fucking old, dude. Happy birthday, Bob. I'm yeah. like six months behind you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. All right. Uh, yuck. So, yeah. Well, that was fun, guys. Glad to be back. And, uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car. Race car.